0: Uh, welcome in everyone. It's episode number twenty-five. You didn't look this up before, Andy. no. You don't keep I think it's to episode twenty-five. We're gonna go and say it's episode twenty-five. You know who's of, number twenty-five? Uh, Jason Jombie. That's right. Or as um Bob Shepard would say, Jason Jombie. Jambi. Two syllables, not three. Episode number twenty-five of the Ten Fifty Six podcast. <gasps> Is it? I'm still verifying. Doesn't fucking matter uh it is happy to be back it's been a couple weeks which i say almost every single time and that's our usual cadence so why do i always highlight it i don't know i I don't know but i like that you don't live here anymore and i wish i saw you more My pants Dude, we can't do dead air. No more emotion. We have a two hour interview <laughs> of
1: Well, I was just about to say this episode's a bit of a time warp. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because we did this interview several weeks ago and it's super long. And mm-hmm. recording this bit now, which is right to you, will be in December the future. 3rd. But to us, when we do it, it will be in the past. Yep.
0: So, like. Listening to it in the future right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like. Is we can't spend forever saying hi to each other and holding hands. Right, Ready? Three, two,
0: one. Hi! Okay, that's it. How was your day? <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was sick. Dude, oh, I'm, I'm a train guy story, now. Sorry. dude. Uh, sorry, I'm a train guy. That's it. I take the train to my job
1: now. I don't know why. I thought you said you liked the band Train.
0: Uh, no. I thought Sting for a half second because it's another sting? one. Hey, sting? From the it's, police? Because it's a one-syllable... <laughs> Because it's a one-syllable ban, and that's where my dumb brain is. It's not a. it's a person. He's a person. It's in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. If your brain is not in full noodle mode from the booze and food you've been eating, um, then just parlay this month into January and just start it over again. New Year, new you. In like March of 2020, give yourself that month to really just melt your brain. It's no stupid. And let me tell you
1: why. Mm. Although, it's nice when you work in schools. <laughs> transition. <corona> sucks. Dude, <laughs> Corona's bad,
0: man. Keep going. <coughs> tell, you, tell your story. <coughs> I actually just choked on it. <laughs> Dude, this episode's gonna be great. It's gonna start off really low. with two hours. Uh, the first two hours.
1: It's gonna get really good. Nothing's after. funnier than watching your friend ask for help and then letting him. I'm not asking fucking for help. Drown, I'm not a bitch.
0: Just go for it. You go. All right. Tell you were talking Dude, about this school Dude, I work in a school,
1: story. so yesterday was a sn- was a sn- our first snowy day of the year. Yay. so That tells you when we're recording this. Technically,
0: it wasn't because it's still 2019. But whatever. School year. Yeah. All right. Whatever.
1: And school Doesn't year. Because oh sense. yeah, my years are based on school years, not our actual years. Uh, I'm
0: best. I'm based on the Jewish calendar, so I don't know what That's year it good. is. Well, you live
1: in the future then. Oh, wow. And it was a it was a snow day, so I just chilled yo. And then today, I woke up to a pleasant surprise to a three hour delay.
0: That is fucking nuts. I gotta say that like there used to be two. Well, oh, there was one and a half. There was hour, hour and a half, two hour delays. Which I don't know why you need half hour increments, but never heard of a three hour delay. They the three hour delay was an advent of the I
1: believe the teachers union. Really? To still get in some hours of legitimate of like work work, even though teachers are working all the time. Um, I don't really know how it came to be. It's a new thing. That's why a lot of our listeners may not know that exists unless they have kids. <clears throat> um, and it was awesome, except I don't know. I don't do math well, apparently. Yep. I woke up at 5.30 to a phone call from the superintendent. He left me a, a voicemail. He Super said, hey, hey, yeah, he says, Superman intendant. He was intending a lot. Super Nintendo. Yep. That's, uh, so the Super Nintendo <laughs> called me, and he said, "Hey Jeff, my favorite employee, there is a three-hour delay, and it's like five thirty in the morning." So I'm like, "All right, what does that mean?" Well, I look. I looked it up, and then I didn't do the math. And if our normal day starts at nine, Tyler, right? Three hours would make it when two o'clock, Hawaiian. So noon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> It, I, it would actually be 6 a.m. I went through the entire morning thinking our day started at 11, so I got there nice and early to work, <coughs> and I sat at work for an hour and a half early, doing nothing, because no one has anything for me to do, so that was great, um, yeah, so our day was 12 to 3.30, what a work day, it was a wash, um, we did a little bit of stuff, no, it was a snow <laughs> <laughs> and that was it, man. Cool. So that's, you know, I I hate the snow, I hate the cold, but hey, man. Hey, man. If you work in schools, it ain't so bad. Yeah. Well, although that's... I don't get paid on those days.
0: Oh. So, anyway. As
1: long as they don't, it's not, it's, it's once in a while
0: is fine. Oh, yeah, once in a while is fine. Um. Okay, so as you can probably notice, we're not live right now, but you can still follow us on Instagram at 1056podcast. Mm-hmm. Next episode probably be live. Tyler Maybe. might not be there. He might be dead drinking this Corona. Yeah, I'm having a Corona. I gave it a 0. .5. <laughs> Did you really give it a point .5 right <clears throat> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> <laughs> I have never logged it, and I was like, well, I got to drink something. You gave something. a Corona a 0. .5. It sucks. Anything that comes in clear glass or anything that's clear that allows light through <laughs> is going to suck.
1: All right, Would if there was a lime in there, what would the score be?
0: 0. .5. It's better, but if you have to add something to the beer to make it better, it doesn't make the – beer better Does that make sense that's true
1: i love blue moon and blue moon's great on its own
0: right yeah the orange it's better and then better. it gets better but right like, it's great on its own. Hey, exactly a great wheat, uh, great wheat beer um yeah this has always sucked it's piss water i don't get the like draw of people that drink corona you can drink corona i'm not saying don't drink corona you're stupid i am doing corona you're I'm looking at my sick. arm by the way I um, was, and I'm. Afraid I was to- cutting down my Christmas tree, and I think I got an allergic reaction to it. So. Oh, I thought it was poison ivy. It looks like it could be. Who knows? So sorry. Anyway. <coughs> um, I might drink that Corona just to die. You take a sip, dude. No thanks. That's gay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like. I, drink Corona. I drink Miller Lite. Live forever. Love it. As far as like light beers go, if you're gonna drink 160 calories, drink two mu- two, two Miller Lights, dude. Drink a butt heavy. That's way better. Corona sucks. I like Modelo better than Corona. You well, know, there, the there goes our um, ad revenue from Corona. It's actually Group Modelo. They're owned by the same company. Generally. They are? Yeah. Well, then what
1: the hell? What's the difference does it make?
0: I don't know, dude. It's also a long neck, which, you know what's funny? Like, there's been other breweries that have made, like, the short bottles, like Two Roads, and your traditional bottles, like, fucking Budweiser. But no one else has done a long neck. And I feel like that's for a reason. And Corona's like, you know what? We, wanted, we want this to take as long as possible to go from the bottle to your mouth because they know it sucks. I
1: know why people do like dark bottles. It keeps the sunlight out. Exactly. So w- for a beer that is find your beach and people like to bring it to the beach,
0: And why the- is it
1: glass?
0: Why is it clear, I mean? Yeah, I have no it's idea. Clear. I have no, I have no clue. Because they can change that. No one will argue. They have Corona in cans. It's not bad. It's better in the can. I'm, just, but ish. I mean, like maybe. What would you rate it? In the can, 0. .75. <laughs> Ooh, easy champ. You might become a fan. <laughs> no. You I, know
1: who doesn't make bad beer?
0: Treehouse. Matt
1: Knight. Oh fuck. That was a, that was a. I lobbed that up. What did the... I
0: say? I said this five minutes ago. Noodle brain between Thanksgiving. It's and It's okay because we'll
1: fix it in post. You know who doesn't make bad beer? Treehouse. Keeping that all. (laughs) It's okay, we'll fix it in post.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who doesn't make bad beer? Matt Knight. Matt Knight. I'm keeping all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I want people to see the behind the scenes. It's like the behind the music. But they're going to see
1: all this audio. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Anyways, dude. New Nat Brain, new
1: Brain, doesn't fucking matter, dude. Night Brewing <laughs> Company is their star of the show today.
0: Yay. Yay! Went too close to the mic, ain't gonna clip, it doesn't matter. We're anyway. so pumped about it, man. We are very, very It was pumped. a
1: long interview of Pure
0: Gold. Yeah, so we were <clears throat> thinking, okay, <laughs> we were thinking, like, we should cut this out, we should cut this out, and then we were like, no, we're gonna keep this all, because it was actually a really good two hours. Um... Matt and I, oh, go on. Sorry.
1: No, I was just gonna give a uh, uh, heads up mm-hmm. that if you're ready to get learned, yeah, this is your episode, man. This is this yeah. gets technical, baby. <laughs> if you want to know, if you want to get some some knowledge in your brain, yeah, this is the episode for you.
0: Yeah, and uh, like we said before, um, you know we're doing stuff. a little series for the end of the year. Um, it's like the 12 days of beer people. Matt and I is gonna start it off. Um, we have some commitments from other homebrewers. Other podcasts, uh, other beer industry people, if you want to say. Uh, so we are really excited for it uh, in the next coming weeks. It's going to spill over into 2020. We do want to do our best of 2019 awards. Like we haven't forgotten about all that. My whole thing: if you're doing a best of the year awards in the year that you're saying the best of award, it doesn't make sense. Granted, probably nothing's going to rattle the cage in between the time that you're doing the award show in the end of the year. But I'm a purist. If we're doing best of 2019, you got to do that shit in 2020. So that way you see every single day of 2019 what was the best beer. So we better rapid fire some of these interviews, man. Yeah, so my thought was to do like two at a time. Um, this one was two hours. There's might be some that are that long, but there's going to be others that are going to be maybe a half hour, maybe 20 minutes. And we can kind of bunch those together. So That's fine. You'll see when it happens. I want to talk about
1: yeah. Matt Knight.
0: Yes. uh, Before we do that, do we want to go over some beers that we've highlighted over the past couple weeks to keep tradition? At least if we're not going to do a live show. Yeah,
1: give like two because this is already a long episode. Yeah, it is. Okay,
0: so I have I
1: have a couple actually.
0: uh, I have one very green by Treehouse. Um, Went up there, well, went up there on election day. But uh, my girlfriend's dad and his the family were in from South Carolina. And they went up to Treehouse, and he was like, What do you want? Send me the list. There were some bangers on there. Very green was one of them. 475. Almost a perfect score. So, so, so close. Um, I had c for yourself That was actually when I got in the Lock City beer trade. Shout out to Lisa. Thank you so much for that. And uh, Matt L. from Trog's. It's a seasonal Belden Strong Dark Ale. 11%. Didn't taste like 11%. It was awesome. And then another Treehouse Haze. 475. It was uh. Amazing! Great. Good job apple. giving
1: it two beers. Anyways, yeah, That's like two breweries. I'm gonna give two. A noodle brain Uh, I I had the Blue Point Brewery Summer Ale because I found it in my fridge. Oh yeah yeah yeah. What you think? It's three seven five.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah I like it. Uh, the doppelganger from Treehouse. I had that while we were watching Rough and Rowdy. oh yeah. Shout out to our, our buddy Vone who was there. Prov-
0: paper. Fuck. Paper, paper Vone. view Vone. God, I, I want got to say paper phone, but whatever. Dude,
1: he's not made of paper.
0: How do you he's know? Get a fucking rock. A spaghetti yeah. And, and
1: Oh My Juice. I get well, I get the doppelganger four, by the way. Yeah, it's really it's good. Really good. And Oh My Juice by Aspatuck Brew Lab. Oh My What? Oh My Juice. I spell the last part? Juice. <laughs> not My People. <laughs> not Oh My I'm Not going July the first time you said Oh My Juice. Oh My Juice. juice. From Aspetuck Brew Lab, I gave it a three. I went to a Little Pub with uh, the girlfriend and the family. Oh, nice, okay. And I had it there. So anyways, those were just a couple beers I had.
0: Nice. Very anyway, good. so
1: let's talk about Matt Knight. Matt Knight. We so, love him.
0: Let me say this, you're gonna hear a couple times I'm saying like at least a three time uh, award winner. Um, he pulled me aside after the episode and he goes, actually I have one more like 20. And he was a very modest guy. I don't mean to say that like he was bragging. No, um, we looked like idiots. <clears throat> yeah, <I clears throat> felt idiots. really dumb. Unlike the other rest of the episode, where he schooled me and made me feel dumb in the nicest way possible. Kidding. I'm totally kidding. He is a national homebrew competitive comp, national homebrew competition winner. There it is. There he is. He tells the story of uh, the porter that we actually had on the show a couple weeks back. And during this interview, you're going to be hearing soon. uh, He's another Connecticut guy, smart guy, smart, smart, smart guy. He talks about everything from how we got the name, how we got started the other breweries he's worked with his experience the molecular structure structure of beer the molecular structure of beer. but we also
1: go off the rails and, and it's not all sciencey <laughs> mumbo not. jumbo i want to say that cause it's, it's really not it's not it's we we go off the rails we talk about a whole bunch of different stuff it's it's a great conversation i'm excited for everyone to hear it yeah no. and let us know
0: what you think this is going to be really awesome like i said starting out the 12 days of homebrew. Um, We have actually a lot of good stuff coming up. So this is probably going to come out on the 4th of December. I'm going to try and just put it together and get it sent out right now. Um, It's like 8 o'clock on the 3rd. Probably going to get it ready by the morning. And if
1: you like what you hear, and even if you don't um – how would they get? In con- how do they get his beer, man? They, how, can they find him at some dude? Kind of he's event? a homebrewer, man. You know, I know. Visit your local
0: festival. You go to those festivals. Yeah. Try to
1: find uh, Night Brewing Company, formerly Night and Day, but now it's Night Brewing Company. Um, he has awesome stickers too. You know, he's got he- awesome beer. Go check him out at any of these like festivals slash yeah. like get get together's with homebrews. He's
0: probably the best one to ask. Um, but yeah, his social media is Night Brewing Co. K N I G H T Brewing Co. It's going to be in the description of the Absolutely. episode, uh, but we're really excited, and we have a really really busy next few couple of days. So I want to highlight this before we go to the interview with Matt Knight. Good. Um, this week, uh, the guys at Half Full were nice enough again uh, to invite us uh, to their winter event, their neighborhood event. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, we so it's we're we're so excited. It's going to be down in Stanford. Um, it's opening on Friday. It's their winter beer garden at Mill River Park, their winter wonderland. Go to the website, halffullbrewery.com. Follow them on Instagram at halffullbrewery. Gonna fuck that up. And I'm a bad friend. Can't get the social media right. <laughs> I should look this shit up. Half full brewery. That's the Instagram handle. Um, it looks great. They're going to be pouring beer out of like an old like 1920 truck. It looks it's be awesome. It's so fun. Um, we're going to be there for the kind of soft opening, um, kind of the, the media event. So follow us on Instagram at one zero five six P O D C A S T to look out for that. You know, it's going to be on tap is beacon beacons, their newest IPA, New England IPA. Um, they're not paying me to say this, but definitely get it anywhere you can. It's my favorite half full beer. I love it a lot. Um, they're going to have a couple beers on tap and it looks nice. It's delicious. Looks great. Um, I'm excited. Uh, shared a shared a beacon with uh, some of my girlfriend's family, and they loved it as well. So we're really excited for that event. And uh, thanks to the guys at Half Full for being really good sports, uh, we might have to have them on the show. I think they're going to be down for it. So That'd I'm going to reach fun. out to them. Um, then yeah. next this weekend, uh, we're going to be with the <laughs> with the guys at Squishy Bishop and Beerman Beer. Shout out to them. Going to be at East Rock. Doing a little thing there. Really excited. Um, and then yeah. And then we got some new uh how should I say this? Graphics, let's say for the podcast. Graphics, maybe some stickers. new stickers. maybe some new logo. We're gonna be ha- we will have them on us. Yeah, we are gonna have them on us. If you see us just ask for a sticker, say, Hey man, I want that sticker. Say, hey, bitch, I don't know you. Here you go. Nailed it. Kidding. Uh without further ado. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Here is Mr. Matthew Knight of Knight Brewing Company. Alright, welcome in everyone. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Uh, We're here, the third voice. It's a very special voice. Um, Our guest on today is none other than Matt Knight. He is an award-winning home brewer of Knight. Brewing Company. We're really excited to have him on. It's going to be the first interview in our 12 days of beer people that we have for the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So we're really excited to have you on, Matt. Welcome. in. Welcome. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Um, so like I said before, you are with Night Brewing Company. It was formerly called what? Night and Day? Night and Day, yeah. All right. Day, you just cut off day altogether. You said, screw it.
3: Yeah, you know, we just kind of like, uh, when I first came up with it, it was kind of kitschy and, you know, whatever. And uh, I was able to design the, the logo on my 3D software. So, uh, you know, and then as I started making logos and starting to think about if it was actually a brand, the day doesn't really fit. So. <laughs> It was that's easier true. just one so word.
0: I, I thought you worked with a guy named Day, and then you just, like, you fired him, and you're yeah. like, all right, fuck Day. It's <laughs> Let's just Talk nuts. about that drama. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's this Day guy? I was afraid to bring it up. I was like, well, we'll see. He's so. dead to me now. Yeah, that's fair. it was a
1: Lenny McCartney situation. <laughs> it's over.
0: Uh, so, like I said, three time award winner. Um, most um, most notable, we'll say, was the National Homebrew Competition. Um, Jeff and I sampled it this week, I guess, technically, um, as we finished up our last that's, episode. It was oh, the that's Porter. Cool. It was amazing. Awesome. I know um, we were at Fairfield Craft Dales yesterday. I don't know whenever people are going to be hearing this, but uh, we were there yesterday to try your Midnight Rider. Is that yep. Got it. Um, midnight Rider, your stout. It was very, very good as well. So... Um, I know we were talking about the national homebrew competition stuff a little bit, so it was out of what, like three hundred people within the porter category that you beat out?
3: Yeah, so there's like nine thousand eight hundred total entrants. It's the biggest competition in the whole world. It's so it's it's not just national, it's like international. Yeah. So there's thirteen districts, kinda like the Hunger Games, and so you gotta like win in your district and then the top three from each district move on to the finals. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh you know, you've probably got like Thirty in each district that you're trying to beat out in your style. Mm-hmm. And then you got 27 of the best of the best at the finals. And you, you know, that's, that's where the final judging takes place. And so Jeez. out of like the best in the country, mine was the best out of the 27 that were there.
0: That's fantastic. Oh, uh, wow. So you were the best in Connecticut as well. And then that's how you moved on to like the national.
3: Yeah, I won in New York. So I came in first place in New York. Wow. Okay. And uh, even if you get in the top three, you still move on.
0: What's the international presence? Like, who, who are we talking about
1: here? We got probably Germany.
3: Uh, There, there was something like 14 countries. I mean, you got, like, uh, some dude from Brazil won a couple of things I saw. There's, like, I saw an entry from China. Like, yeah. You know, it's... Really? Uh, where is this held? Yeah. It was... How,
1: where was it? The, the international portion. Like, where did they come and...
3: So, they shipped to one of the 13 shipping centers. So, like, oh, okay. Boston, New York, San Fran. I forget the other ones, but, like... Uh, and then the finals this year were in Providence, which was awesome because I was actually able to go see it. Yeah. And that's, like, you know, we were talking about a little bit last night. That's, uh, I feel... Helped me out a little bit because I was able to drive my entries to New York and drive my entries to Rhode Island, so I didn't have to worry about shipping them or shaking them up or anything. Yeah. So home so, field advantage.
0: definitely a difference maker. I'm just gonna hold the mic like this when we talk, by the way, just because um, it's super quiet. So I'll just hold your hand like this, and it'll be yeah, just fine. It's gonna no be, answer. it's gonna be great. Um,
1: <laughs> I can't tell you how often we do the podcast where I just decide to hold his hand
0: randomly. I don't approve Maybe of it. You hear his voice get really shaky. That's that's happening. Um, and then, so you won with. Uh, Voracious, what was that, two, three years ago? Yeah, I think it was like 2016, 2017. That's correct. Because yeah, I remember I first heard about you, well, like a little bit about you, like at that competition, just because um, we grew up in Trumbull and we used to go to a bar that was right next to um, Voracious Tavern, yes. what well, used to be yep, there. Tavern. Se- or so, Senior Ponchos. Senior Ponchos. <laughs> oh my God, that is a throwback. Yeah. that's. When did that, that closed down like 15 years that closed, ago now. That, that
1: closed down twice once they had a kitchen fire and then they reopened, they're like, brand new senior ponchos, and uh-huh. then they had undocumented workers, and they got closed down again, and they became a, a really crappy sports bar, and then the uh, the Magnificent Tavern, before closing that down.
0: So it was, a, it was a fire problem, and then more of an ice problem. Yeah, yeah. oh! oh. And I like that, you know what? We had the title of the episode. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no we don't. God, no we don't. Um, so then uh, you won with Fairfield Craft Ales. It was in January that they hold their homebrew contest. Yep. So you – did you um, – you make, like, what, like, three gallons for the competition? Like, tell me how, how it works, like, on a local scale like that.
3: So I made basically uh,
0: – I, I, I have, like, a lot of stuff on tap. I got, like, seven
3: taps in my house right. among a bunch of other kegs. So I basically, like – Brew stuff, I try to have a lot of variety, Mm. and then when it comes time for a competition, I'll literally taste everything and say, this is what I like the best, and this is the one I'm going to enter in. So I don't necessarily, because some of my stuff, it's better after six months, so I don't know I'm going to brew for something six months ahead of time necessarily, Mm. but um, yeah. So I, I mean, I go in, you submit like two or three bottles, and they usually do the same thing. So they'll take all the, they'll kind of do like a mass judging where like they'll keep the same styles, and they take the best two or three from each... And then they'll like do a mini best of show as they call it mm-hmm. so then they'll have like 8 to 10 12 beers or something like that and they'll go through one by one and say okay this one's the best to this style
0: this one's the best to this style right. and you know come up with a winner so was it a lot of dark beer since it was back in january was it like sours like how creative do people get when it comes to homebrewing this time of year count yes
3: I, I think homebrews yeah. are pretty interesting people i mean they'll throw anything in a beer and, <laughs> and try to get yeah, away it's... with it so God. uh i think no the second place was like a saison uh, and uh i think there was definitely a, a different variety ipas are always really popular mm. um you know the the standard porters some lagers ipas usually make an appearance but sometimes you got like a you know i've done a mushroom porter before you don't tell people it's mushroom you tell them it's chaga so they think it's cool
0: <laughs> a mushroom porter yeah
3: it doesn't t- it tastes like a. You make tea out of it, and it tastes like coffee. Really? So it's kind of like a coffee porter, but then like it's made out of this like dried mushroom that grows in Maine and in Siberia.
0: I want this. <laughs> I hate mushrooms. I do not want this.
1: You just ate a mushroom pizza, so that answered that question. <laughs> I would probably still try it, though, yeah,
0: begrudgingly. Um, all right, we're going to do a quick break right here. I know we just started, but we'll be right back.
1: So... So congratulations again on your, on your win. Nice. So we want to go way back. I want to go way back. I want to hear your story. You were, like we said, you were formerly night and day, but I want to know like where you decided to do this, to like really go in and make beer and take it seriously, not just do it in your house and keep it for your friends. Well, so like the first
3: batch I ever made, if you want to go way, way back, was sure. back in college, uh, my roommate, uh, shameless plug here, Spice Trade Brewing Company in Denver, okay, uh, Denver area, Uh he own, he's a part owner there now, but we did our first batch together, and it was a peanut butter porter, and we used zero sanitation, and it came out absolutely Ugh. awful. And oh boy! <laughs> I was more of the helper, like drinking beer on the side, trying to tell him like, "Yo, dude, we should definitely like take peanut butter and spread it on the inside of the bucket with our hand because yeah. that oh. makes a lot of sense." <laughs> so uh, you, you
1: got to get rough and dirty before you get the new good
3: stuff. Yeah, and then I read a book, uh, so yeah. <laughs> I uh, I went up back up to Alaska, came back home, and my brother in law was like hey, dude, you know, you always talk about brewing and homebrewing. You said once you get a house, you're going to do it. And I was just like, geez, you're right. So uh, got some equipment, got a book. Most people start with like extract. I didn't want to start half-assed. I went full grain, first batch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I joke, I take like this How to Brew book by John Palmer. It's like the Bible of homebrewing. And I, I started on page like 200. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> said, screw the first 200 pages. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I want to go to all grain. Yeah. So, uh yeah, man, it just, you know, the first batch tasted like crap, but you couldn't tell me otherwise. I thought it was the best thing in the world. You know, I <laughs> put it on tap and it was uh, it was a I, Pliny the Elder clone. Really? Uh, yeah, and it tasted horrible because I didn't understand that 60-minute hops were supposed to be boiled for 60 minutes. I thought you put them in... At 60 minutes. <laughs> so I completely reverse the schedule yep. and my bittering hops are my flavor hops,
1: I'm my not, flavor hops are uh. my bittering hops. <laughs> this is so trial and error. Like oh, it's yeah. so true for everybody. Nobody gets it right the first time. I night. think it's especially you with,
0: get here. with beer, it's been around for thousands of years. I mean, like, there's millions and millions oh, of yeah. trial and error moments, I feel like, throughout history with it now. And the fact that we've gotten it to like this point, it's even with like trial and error, I feel like it's still as good as it was. But it's
1: do uh, we, we, we have to bring this up? Do we have to Yeah, it's fun. Just but just like cooking though, like if 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 you're, it's it's the same thing. Like people have been cooking forever, and yet people still go into their kitchens and do trial and error. Like you you have to try your own thing and your own aesthetic, and you want to, and then you want to experiment. You want to go all over with the levels and everything. I'm sure.
3: Yeah, it's like a pinch of extra, you know, cooking. Pinch of salt makes a big difference sometimes. Maybe you need a little bit more, a little bit less. Same thing with these. You know, uh, I'll increase my grains or my hops, trying to Mm -hmm. find that right balance. It's it's always beer and everything, food. It's all about balance so yes. amazing so yeah so you try
0: so trial and error,
1: so, trial and error. Right. you did you did trial and error you you made your your first beer but ha- you, you called it night and day and you wanted to make a thing did you, when you were built making those beers like when you bought the book bought the equipment did you have this in mind like a homebrew you're going to make something you're going to submit it to people or were you just doing it for for you
3: I came up with a name just like you know, kind of like my first beer names. It was just like corny stuff that had the word "night" in it, right? Sure. So I was just trying to come up with something kitschy and like you know, whatever. And as I moved on, like I think I, it, uh, the turning point was at my first. Uh, it wasn't smoke in the valley. port, the shore. Oh, it was raining crazy. sideways. I was there, and I had my jockey box. I bought all this like what I thought was really nice equipment, and I get there, and I look like. You know the kid who walks onto the basketball tryouts that's never played a game in his life with like the shorts up to his stomach and like you know like I had
1: <laughs> shoes untied. Yeah, everyone's
3: got these really nice setups with jockey right. boxes and covers and like really professional like like um, ghost oh, not ghost sorry spirit brewing company. Oh yeah yeah. You know I saw theirs and I was just like man that is that's that's pretty cool so I kind of started like emulating the home brewers we we all push each other a little bit you yeah, know right. it's like one guy does something and then we all see and like yeah that's cool let's yeah. let's step our game up a little ha- bit.
1: Have you felt that support from like? the rest of this community, because we have, so I was just curious, yeah. you felt, when you came in and you were, like, presenting your stuff, did you just, like, dive right in?
3: Everyone's always supportive, everyone's always super nice, too, and, yeah, every I mean, almost too nice, I'd rather have people tell me they don't like my beer and tell right.
1: me what's wrong with it, than right. be we like, can, we can change cool. that, we can definitely, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you our ideas, I mean, like, he's gonna be better than me.
0: Um, yeah, because I was actually gonna ask that, too, because especially, like, within, like, the micro and nano space as far as like from a commercial skin in connecticut everyone's like collaborating and everyone's like helping you see like even at the two roads event on um monday the fourth i think that was where it's like all these like breweries in two roads and they're like sampling with two roads in area two and i feel like with something that is a so saturated and like b so competitive it's like very weird to see that it's like so cohesive that, like, everyone's, like, working together and doing all this. From a consumer standpoint, at least. Um, but you're saying in the homebrewing, like, it's very much the same. Is it, like, closer, would you say? Like, you said everyone's, like, so nice.
3: I think it's 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 probably the same, like, you know, the homebrew level. It's it's a rising tide lifts all ships, right? All right and so right. everyone supports each other. Like, if I have a question, you know, everybody's always, like, you know, liking each other's photos on Instagram and oh, yeah. all, all the supportive stuff that you see. And, I mean, it's the same thing at the professional level. I've heard, you know, uh, when I was doing some stuff with kinsmen like you know they'll call up a brewery and just be like hey what did you do for this ipa or like hey do you have a bag of grain i could borrow i ran out of roasted malt or something yeah. you know so it's it's really competitiveness and like you know unless you're budweiser and cores why we're not trying to fight each other we're the one percent we're trying to fight yeah you know we're the the poorest that own one percent of the share 99 percent is owned by the big guys right yeah you know let's uh let's collaborate and you know, have fun
2: with it.
1: And honestly, like it's almost like, it's not on purpose, but it's almost like a survival thing in itself. It's so saturated. There's so yeah. many people. So if everyone was just trying to like, F you, F you, F you, then how are you supposed to get the beers that we're getting? I think, we always say this, we never really had bad beers since we started doing this. Yeah. You know, I've had bad beer, but we haven't had bad beer doing this. And right. I think that has contributed to, like, it's competitive but friendly. So people are putting out their best and then everyone's trying to one-up each other in the best way possible.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, you especially see that with like these homebrew competitions. Because I was talking with um, Spear, uh, funny enough, um, and I was like – when people are making five gallon like 10 gallon amounts they're using like real fruit and like you know real cherries instead of like an extract or anything like that where you look at like two rows are huge you obviously can't just use that at scale you have to eventually cut some sort of corner while trying to keep the integrity of your product but you you just can't have everything too expensive and that's the thing that i know so much is that with home brewers you're obviously making it on such a smaller scale everything tastes like way better and that's why like your stouts your porters like they're flavorful to begin with and it, you can tell that's like there's no like shortcuts especially with you um like you're using like real peanut butter you're not using like a powder or... oh no i'm using a powder oh well... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut that all from the record <laughs> that's okay yeah i know i know um it is but even even with that sentiment like it's still i don't know like what it is but the quality is just so much higher and i love seeing that because that's like really the future of like the state of connecticut yeah
3: it, it doesn't have, I mean, real ingredients. I mean, it, to me, it's premium stuff, right? So the powder I use because it's a science thing. You don't want oils and fats in your beer. Oh, and so it's dehydrated peanuts. But like, uh, yeah, like you said, at some point, you got to use an extract. And those big guys, they have access to a lot better extracts than we do. Yeah. So they can get a cherry extract that tastes amazing. Whereas we're going to like, and Amoretti makes great products, but like Amoretti the most popular one available to us. Yeah. And some of their stuff's good, but it also works best when combined with the real ingredient. Right. So you need some, like, if you do the passion fruit, half passion fruit, half of the flavoring which is made from natural stuff too but it just kind of boosts it a little bit
0: yeah and i noticed that especially with the hard seltzer this summer because a lot of like these breweries in connecticut were doing the seltzers stony creek and two roads are like the two biggest ones two roads is really like the winner as as far as like in connecticut in my opinion goes and like their whole thing was like we use real fruit real fruit grass color like truly spiked seltzer like those are all clear and they use extract there and you can tell and even stony creek did a seltzer it was clear and they used an extract and it just like didn't taste good like it just was not good, and that I feel like you really can't hide behind a lot of stuff when it comes to flavorful stuff like seltzers that are going to be like a tart flavor or like a citrus flavor. There's no hops. There's no nothing to hide behind. It's like that's it.
3: Well, this is a good segue into the Ooh. first uh, experiments. <laughs> Way to read my mind. I got a <laughs> seltzer here, which is actually made with a half real fruit and half extract. Ooh, okay. like I was just talking about to try to boost the flavor. Mm-hmm. So you have- oh,
0: ASMR. <laughs> Oh, that sounds good. I picked that up on the mic. That sounded really good. Yep, yep. <laughs> so here, I'll let you guys pour that. But. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, here, Jeff, while he's doing it, do you want do you want to just turn the bottom knob just to the left one? There you go. Perfect.
3: So, so uh, for homebrewers, you know, again, like you said, we have smaller systems. We don't have all the nice stuff. Like they, uh, they filter a lot of their stuff to make it clear. Unfortunately, uh, homebrew seltzer comes out with a slight yellow tint. So the best really? way to cover that up is with a uh, red fruit. To, like, your... Oh, okay. So, it looks... Mine, uh you know, as you can obviously see on the podcast... Give me you your own. No. Uh, it's, it has a slight pink hue to it. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Which I got from uh pomegranate cherry juice. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I added some summerberry berry uh, Amaretti flavoring to boost it up. So, that's, like, blackberry,
0: raspberry, and poisonberry Oh, nice. Okay. Look at
1: that. Isn't that pretty?
0: Yeah. I mean, that is, like, pink. It almost looks like a rosé. That's, like, the best way to put it, so... Thank you, Matt. Cheers. Cheers. Why don't do it. that? Long ass arms. Right. Okay. No, no freak.
1: Ooh, that is smooth. That's real nice. Okay. Gotta be honest, don't like seltzers, but this is good. I gotta <laughs> be honest. I don't like seltzers either, but I got a lot of friends that don't like beer. Oh,
3: okay. There so you go. I'm trying to get something that when people come over, I always like, I'm not a big fan of ciders. I make ciders every year, mm-hmm. which people don't like either, actually. So I don't know what I. To...
1: You <laughs> must be really popular at parties. Like, when you're like, what can I bring? And you're like, we all know what Matt Knight's going to bring. Yeah. He's going to bring his own beer and it's, it's going to be really good. How much do you want me to bring? Do you want me <laughs> yeah. to <set> or...
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so what were the. You said pomegranate. What were the other um, fruits I using used in this? Pomegranate cherry juice was the like real.
3: So I literally used Palm Wonderful mm. and just dumped it in.
0: Yeah. Really? Okay.
3: And uh, not much. It, it's it's. I try to keep the same residual sugars as like the commercial guys, like two grams, three grams of sugar. Okay. Um, and then I used, um, the flavor, The color was right, the flavor was there, but it was a little light so then I boosted it with the Amoretti berry.
0: Yeah, that's not, I mean, because the color almost looks like it could be, it could be cherry, it could be like grapefruit. Like I saw that and I was like, oh, this could be like a, like a yeah. blush, like pink grapefruit flavor. But it, I taste cherry and a little bit of pomegranate as well. And cherry I feel like cuts through everything so you don't need to use a lot for that do you no
3: i mean i literally use probably half a cup of the pomegranate juice total wow and so like that's a really strong flavor right And going into a seltzer which is pretty bland um yeah it's it's uh you want it to be balanced i'm really just trying to make it look like the commercial guys and also i don't want to hand somebody something that looks yellow because it uh it looks like this. <laughs> yeah. It looks
0: like this. Let's we'll give it but a this bear. this doesn't. Bear Girls will love it. Uh, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mar, do you want to try some of this salsa? You've uh, got to try this. Yes. I'm
1: bringing, I'm bringing the mic over. Okay. Bring your mic over. Come here, real quick. Come here. This is important. Pizza and salsa. This man, is for the really content. Right All right, give this a taste. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. All right come here. Remember, the guy who made this right here right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is really, I, I love it. It's very light. Very right, light. Very refreshing. Very light. That's really good. That's
1: good. Thanks. Did, does this have a name to it? Did I miss that? Yes.
3: Seltzer. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful.
0: Trademark it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: My IPA is called IPA, by the way, too. It's Fantastic. Uh,
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so, I mean, on the back, you can taste pomegranate, but I think more forward, it's like more cherry, and that's it's a really nice, like, I what do you get more of? I get more of the pomegranate. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. I, I get a lot of the berry, like the... Yeah, like that. very mixed mm-hmm. berry, yep. but pomegranate on, the, like, the
3: first taste. It every, I mean, every time I eat.
0: taste it, like, as you – it oxidizes more. I mean, it changes. I get more mixed berry now. Like, more cherry. Yeah, I still get – I mean, the cherry is still, like, so, like – For me, it's, like, front, but – And at any point, like, it tastes like what you put in there, and that's, like, obviously the goal, and it tastes very good, too. Yeah. For fruits uh, – for fruits that are so it's citrusy and tart and strong, like, it's not, like, an overpowering seltzer, which – Is there such, I don't know if there's such a thing. No, the cocktail, I think. That's (laughs) right. So you made
1: this this for your friends. What did they think?
3: Uh, They liked it, but they never drank it. So it's still on top of my house. Uh... What are they doing? What kind of friends you got
1: here? Well, no, we're calling out Matt Knight's friends
0: right now. You gotta get on this. Yeah, this is really good. So uh, speaking of like um, it and all that, with the CO2, do you need to do anything differently as far as the amount of pressure that you put into it since it's not as heavy as something with hops and malt and all that?
3: Yeah, so I tried to, actually I carved it up more because it's so thin that you want that effervescence to come through. Right. Um, So at my house, I got like, I went on a Craigslist, when I started out, I went on Craigslist like shopping spree and everybody was selling a CO2 tank. I snatched it up. So I got like four 20 pounders. I got regulators all over the place. I got uh, on my main... Uh, kegerator I got a five way regulator mm-hmm. so all my beers are at different pressures depending on whether I'm serving them carbon them fast car- quick carbon them. Gotcha. I, uh, I
0: can dial it in
1: what? I forgot to give the nerd alert here okay. this is gonna, this is for all the nerds out there that really enjoy <laughs> the breakdown no this is gonna be great
0: um, I love it so here's a thought someone's gonna come out with a nitrogen seltzer for it to be just super smooth and to taste like water mm. putting it on to
1: the ethos S- so just, just pour them water maybe <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe just go to the sink.
0: That was literally. I was like, someone, some homebrewer is gonna do a nitrogen seltzer. That's actually not a bad idea. I'm a you genius. cut down the sugar. Yeah, Matt Knight's got
1: a thinking face on.
0: So was, was on that, that note too, and nerdler too. But so like with stouts and like some porters, but with nitrogen, how does the pressure differ? Is it more? Is it less than CO two?
3: I'm honestly not 100% sure. I do know... So, nitrogen's a whole totally different system. Right. Oh, okay. Um, which I don't currently have, but I would love to have. Mm-hmm. But it's expensive. Uh, but right. the nitrogen bubbles are just finer, which is what gives it... So, let's say they're at the same pressure or the same like carbonation level. Mm-hmm. I know nitrogen will feel fuller because the little bubbles fake you into thinking that it's frothier in your mouth right. and you're getting that like foamy... Like Guinness. You know, Guinness is the classic nitro pour. Right. Um and that's what I do with some of my stouts. I try to keep the, the carbonation up a little bit so that you get that, even if it's thinner, even if it's full-bodied, you always get that fuller feeling when you're drinking it because the carbonation, I like I like to put them a little on the higher side.
0: Oh, idea. Yeah. Okay. Is there any more of that seltzer left, by the way? No, that this not that I finished yeah, it off. That was good. Uh, what's the ABV on the seltzer?
3: You... 6% and it's super easy. I think it costs like
0: $9 to make. Is it really? For five gallons, yeah. Fantastic.
1: And I'm going to watch these classes.
0: So as far as like... You don't, have to go, you don't have to, like, spill your secret sauce, but, like, just in making a hard seltzer in general, how much does it differ from, like, making a beer because there's way less in it? So easy, man. It's it's
3: literally just sugar. So I, there's a couple different ways. Nerd alert, you know, whatever. <laughs> <I> got, <laughs> no, I it's, mean, it expands the whole episode. Yeah, it's right? a whole episode. The easiest way, and the easiest way to even get clear seltzer is literally just take a handle, of like, smear off and dump it into a five-gallon keg and top it off with water and add some fruit, and boom, you got to mix... Seltzer drink, you know, that you can drink anytime. Huh. Uh, if you're going to actually ferment it out, you know, I just take Dextrose because it's the whitest sugar available um, and it ferments fairly clean. A clean fermenting yeast, so champagne, USO5, American yeast, um, and that's it, man. You just, you, you, the only thing is because it doesn't have the nutrients of the barley, mm. you do need to account for that with yeast nutrient, which is actually some of what gives it that tint. The yeast and the yeast, yeast nutrient are yellow. So oh, okay. in order to count, otherwise right. you get a sulfur bomb and it smells like dino farts. Ooh. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> you want to avoid that. my did first Did you bad, say dino farts? I did. Ner- uh, nerd alert? <laughs> no. Can we can we get a description of that and how do you know are you a time traveler? Yeah. I have further questions.
3: It's it's one of those beer descriptors like cat piss. Like who was the person <laughs> that came up with the you know like yeah. Simcoe smells like cat piss. I'm like Yeah. Have you been smith- like sniffing litter boxes? I guess, or like- <laughs> I don't know. I
1: went Someone to an Bruce apartment beer right and I a litter box. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what? It was covered in cat piss.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, so that's interesting because it's funny. Every a lot of breweries in the state like jumped on the seltzer craze, like when it was like starting to pick up a little bit. And they did it like quick. Like I know, two, I follow Two Roads a lot and in their um, pilot series, they're like, let's do a raspberry seltzer and everyone loved it. And two weeks later, they're like, guess what? It's in cans. Like they did it so fast from pilot to actual production. So I was, I was actually curious about that. I'm glad to answer that question.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's super easy. I mean, it's if you have the equipment to brew beer or even if you don't, mm-hmm. actually it's much easier. You don't even have to have the equipment to brew beer. Brewing seltzer can be really easy. It's really, you just wanna make sure that the yeast are, yeast are like people, I always say this, they're like marathon runners. You wanna keep them happy. So right. like before you run a marathon, you carbo load. That's the yeast nutrient, you know. You don't want to go into a marathon on an empty stomach or you know what I mean, with no right. energy. So
1: no, you go you get it, that chicken that fettuccine alfredo. Right like from the office, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> And then load it up right before, before you're oh, up. Raise
0: awareness for rabies. <laughs> um and now, speaking of bigger <laughs> I literally was thinking of that and you picked it up, and that's how we know we've been hanging out <laughs> with each other yeah. for too long. It's been too long. Um, and now speaking of like two roads my question um, I'm always curious about is what brewery are you like really focused on like are you you really interested in like what's your favorite I want to pick your brain as a expert home brewer
1: on the same page again here we go all
0: right
3: I mean there's a lot of great brews in Connecticut Good answer. I'm very partial to (laughs) Voracious and Malta's Express because they taught me how to brew and they let me brew on their system first Along those lines, Kinsmen. First of all, they're putting out fire. They make absolutely great beers. Bob oh, yeah, yeah. is fantastic, and Nick, who was now at Alvarium, another great brewery, oh, love Alvarium, was working there. I mean, those guys make great beer. I got to brew up with them too. I made a chocolate banana, uh, chocolate banana strong British ale. What? Yeah, so it was like blonde, but it tasted It was like a white stout with bananas.
0: That's wild. Uh, That's awesome.
3: But Dang. I mean, they're making great stuff. Counterweight is absolutely fantastic. Yep. Uh, OEC, I've only been a couple times, but anybody making those kind of quality sours, you know, I've seen their facility. They got yeah. barrels on barrels on barrels. I mean, that kind of dedication. They're making their, they're farming the land. I mean, that's just it's kind of cool. That whole you know thrall family malt, just that they're whole big, like bringing yeah. it back to like you know Connecticut made, Connecticut grown ingredients is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and I know um, a lot of home are doing that now, like uh, Connecticut hops malt. I know Loaded Dragon, shout out to them, but. Um, at the latest um, Smoke in the Valley, they did like a full 100% Connecticut New England IPA and it tasted obviously really good because the time it's not like it's, I think it might be full flour, uh, they have to verify, but even if it's like just the compressed pellets, like it still is gonna be that much more fresher than having to ship them from Oregon or New Zealand or anywhere around the world. So I'm really loving that transition too. But um, yeah, Alvarium counterweight, totally on board with you there. We, like I said, yeah. our last episode. Or whenever this is being recorded, we had an episode recorded. <laughs> there's yeah. there an episode recorded this year that we talked about Alvarium, and the Cluster Nutter, and we were talking about that. Like, there's so many that are good from there. Um, there's breweries that have your down beers. You know, like I say this all the time, the first beers that Two rows made stunk. They were not good relative to what they were, and then the No Limits came out, and everything picked up from there. No I love No Limits Yeah I was like No Limits is your favorite Get yeah, the hell out of was um, like Praise be <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like Alvarium really doesn't have Like a down step Even like the rice lager Which A Who makes a rice lager In New England They do And it was good So it, I'm curious to see Kind of what The next couple years Bring as far as Like all this all this goes. So. Well, I think. Lock- what does it bring, Matt? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put
1: you on the on the spot here.
3: Well, you can see it and, uh, you know, again, Bob from Kinsman, he loves American light lagers. American light lagers? I think he said that was his favorite style. But, you know, we've gone to these like super sweet, heavy, end of the spectrum beers with these barrel-aged sweet stouts. Like, I mean, somebody gave me a, I forget what they call them, gopher holes or like... Prairie doggers or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't remember the name of the beer, but like they pay this ridiculous amount of money to go get the 16% barrel aged stout. And I'm drinking it. I'm like, uh, man, like I respect what they did, but this is like maple syrup. It's yeah, it's too it's a little too much for my taste, sure. but there's guys that are chugging this stuff and they love it. And good for them, man. Yeah. But I feel like you get super saturated that way and you kind of, you know, auto-correct and take it extreme to the other direction. So right. I think lighter, crisper, right. more refreshing. I mean, the seltzer was indicative of that you know we went from forget beer we're now making seltzer we want to go so
0: light in the other direction you know it's true yeah and i like sours are picking up too obviously area to oec i hear a million good things about um like they're amazing and yeah i feel like you're absolutely right everyone wants to get into beer now so i feel like it's becoming more accessible for people who might not have started drinking beer and maybe drink wine and you want to like slowly kind of tip the scale even like in cider in connecticut is starting to like pick up a little bit too so my whole my whole question i always think about this but as someone who obviously has their nose to the ground a little bit more in let's say five years is it gonna plateau as far as breweries that are opening to the public are we gonna start to see them sort of absorb one another kind of like gypsy breweries like armada and the beerics like in your opinion like where do you see like five years from now 2024 the connecticut beer scene I love the Armada
3: business plan, that right. whole, like, let's share space and let people who want to, like, contract and build their brand come in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Johnny's doing a great job yeah, there. he is. But, um, you know, I hate to be pessimistic because I would love to open a brewery. I think right. every yeah. home brewer's yeah. ultimate dream is to be...
1: Have a storefront.
3: Yeah, storefront, doing what you love, making beer. I mean, like, but at the same time, like, half of the... what I, I hate to say what I've learned from winning all these things where I get to go brew with them for the day. No big deal. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work, it's a lot yeah. of nose to the grindstone, it's a lot of sweat, blood, tears, and the profit margins aren't that great. Right. So I hate to say it. I think we're already going into the I would love to open up something small. I want to like retire and just have like a stupid little garage that, you know, people can come in. I'll make my one barrel batches and if people want to come in and drink some beers, you know,
0: that that would make me the happiest. You yeah. know, that kind of you know, it's funny, uh every brewery that's opening Um, there's stewards of the land just opened up it's all like northern Connecticut too like if you look at a map like Fairfield County I think well Derby's not but you have like two roads and you have like Blind Rhino, which is technically a restaurant, and then you have like How Full. It's so sparse, like in Fairfield County, just because real estate is so expensive. You can't see, yeah, you can't see this yeah. on the money side right <laughs> yeah. now. <That's> right. <laughs> so it's funny, like everything, like the past like ten breweries I've opened up. I'm gonna guess we're within ten miles of like Manchester, and yeah. it's just I feel like it's all trending up there. Like there's a brewery, Black Pond, in Danielson, Connecticut, which is like an hour, almost two hours from here in Connecticut, which you would never believe takes two hours to go across the state, but it's like. And like for me, I see that like these little towns are going to just have these like little nano, I don't even know what's below nano, um, Micron Brewery, not even Micro, I don't even know. Yeah, ma- micro Nano, <laughs> Micro Nano, like little like garages, like you're saying, and like they're going to just be open like not even full year, like Fat Orange Cat. Like, yeah, I, how, about, or- how
1: about a beer truck?
0: I want to do that actually. Right? If
1: you if you have all these food trucks, the
0: licensing would
3: be a, a freaking nightmare. Oh, now. that's true. That's it's, a good point. I
1: guess. I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, that would be crazy. But I'm just saying, like, it's <laughs> like I've, I'm trying to think of a halfway between a homebrew, and you're just bringing your stuff to where you can. Someone's and gonna do a that, though. So. I mean,
3: what I would love to see, and this, I don't think there's a huge drive, and we don't really have a what do you call it, the people in Congress working on this, but it'd be great if we could just, you know, we, I'm not allowed to sell beer. I'm allowed to give you my beer and then sell you a t-shirt for 50 bucks or something like right. that. <laughs> you know, that's there's stupid loopholes, but, like, just, oh, I you guess. know, if, if I want to open up, like, a stupid little store, and I know there's regulations, but, you know, like, farmer, farmer market, if I want to take my beer to a farmer market and sell it there, I feel like I should be able to do that, and that's where I kind of want to be, like, I want to be that super small kind sure. of you know, mess around, like, like yeah. you said, I can use premium ingredients. I can mess around. I can throw out five gallons. I don't care. I'm not making $3,000 worth of beer, and these guys got to salvage it one way or another. So, yeah,
0: exactly. I think, uh, who does that? Dogfish with uh, 90 minutes? Or 120 minute? they do that.
3: Yeah, so uh, <sighs> I, I forget why. I think we talked about this, but it's so expensive, that 120-minute IPA, because it's like one out of four batches or something like that they dump. And every time they dump it, it's $3 million down the drain. Uh, yeah. And it does, because it's a hard thing to ferment. It's 18% alcohol. It's almost impossible to get to a beer to go that high they do it sam adams does it and you know it's it's
0: 15 16 percent is usually around the limit yeah uh and speaking of sam adams we have two um empty oh two empty containers of uh utopias um matt is a (laughs) utopias collector uh a little jealous of that but um i tried like two sips of it of the 10th anniversary one and I will let you kind of describe it for people who maybe haven't had it before. Um, why do you love it so much, and how do you think Sam Adams does it?
3: So, I, one of the reasons I love it so much is because I went to school in Boston, and so like this came out around the time I was going to school there, okay. and uh, one of my favorite things to do was take the red line uh, up to Sam Adams between class uh, between classes. <laughs> And they give you a free tasting. And one of the great things about the tour is the faster you get through the tour, the faster you get to the tasting room. Right. So as they're asking the questions, I'm already answering it, trying to get to the tasting room faster faster faster. <laughs> Come on. What are the four at water, yeast, barley, and hops? Can we get on to the drinking? <laughs> Fuck this guy. He sucks. Uh, but
1: Send security. He knows too much. <laughs> we,
3: we even had like the table in the corner where we found out like all the half pitchers went to, so we end up with the most beer at the table. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Play the system. I mean, you like really it. did. All right, but, we got to cut these mics because, uh, yeah. yeah. No, we're- They've, too- we've, we've learned too much. We know <laughs> too much now. Mr. Adam's going to kill us. But yeah,
3: no, it's it's crazy what they do. I mean, like I said, typical yeast uh, typically craps out at like 16%. This is the highest naturally fermented beverage in the world. They got it up to 28% nowadays. They started out at 23, and they keep propagating the yeast because this yeast strain that they created in-house is now so strong that it can take on that 28% alcohol. Um, so basically, they start with this, I think it's a doppelbox, so like a dark... Mm -hmm. strong german beer
2: yeah
3: uh and they add crazy amounts of sugar to boost the alcohol and the primary sugar is maple syrup which gives it this really nice sweet mapley flavor yeah because any sugars the yeast don't eat turns into sugar and that adds that adds to the flavor Mm -hmm. um they also age it in like sherry barrels and cognac and whiskey and like 18 other barrels for like 10 years and then they blend it together and that's what they do with their yearly releases i mean it's not a beer. Everyone they call it a beer. Yeah. One of their funny stories is actually they entered it into a cognac contest and won. And then as they were accepting the award, they told them it was a beer and they got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> you should that have lied. Is should That's have lied. what you get
0: for telling the, the truth and having morals. Man. Yeah, it's so what? The actual bottle is it like an old like school fermenter? Mash tun. Oh, it's a mash tun. Yeah, oh, okay. so it's like this brass
3: thing with sliding doors. So this is where you dump the grain in.
1: It's not same Adams power beer.
3: Yeah you got a little picture of Paul Revere because Sam like, Adams was an ugly motherfucker yeah I <laughs> didn't know that <laughs> actually wow you were downstairs I learned that <laughs> so that's the old school uh, copper kettles you see those at all the old breweries like you know if you go to like the PBR original brewery you'll see like the royal oh, right. kettles look like this now they're still
0: the same shape um, but they're uh, stainless steel oh it's just like way cheaper uh, yeah, copper's stupid expensive. That's, yeah, that's pretty true, yeah. So, yeah, so Utopia is out now for 2019. Um, you said you found it. We're not going to say where, so don't even think about it, people <laughs> listening. Um, Yeah, so what was the, do you know what it is for 2019? Like, do you know what the whole, like, poll for, like, this year's Utopia, you said it was 28% now?
3: I think they still, so they've been at 28% for a while. I, I'm not sure, they tweak it every year, so, okay. like, every year, like, there'll be more maple forward, or it'll be, like, a little gotcha. more depending on what barrels they pull from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the flavor combination is. Whatever it is, it's gonna be boozy, man. It's it's thick, yeah. it's sweet, it's it's still, it's not carbonated. Yeah, uh, that's weird.
0: That's still so weird to wrap my head around. Yeah, <laughs>
3: and it apparently they say, I've never tried it, like I've had bottles open for a year, but like apparently you can open a bottle and just like vodka, you know, it's not gonna go bad. So typical beer, as soon as you crack it, you wanna drink it. Right. Yeah. But uh, this, you know, you can let it sit around for a long time. Just have a snifter every once in a while by the fireplace. Be all classy with cigar <laughs> and- Oh, my
1: goodness. Speaking of
0: leaving beer open for a while, that reminds me. Um, at your house in Trumbull, um, <laughs> like four or five years ago, I gave him a growler of ein from Two Roads, one of their Marzins. And we got through, like, three quarters of it. And I said, now, Jeff, this is Saturday. Make sure you drink it by next week. This was, like, 2014. It's now 2019. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was like, you I should... I was like, you should dump this out. He goes, nah, I don't want it. And I, so I was grabbing a beer watching the World Series. I opened it. And I was like, I'm very curious how this smells. And I don't know what death smells like, but <laughs> if I had to guess, it smells like that.
1: In my defense, I totally forgot it was there. No,
2: you didn't. Yeah, I told you this like once a year. Every, every,
1: and I only remember when you tell me, and then when you leave, I already forgot. Listen, yeah. here's the deal. What kind of cultures were grown in that thing? That's I what know. I'm interested I in. I, I, at that I point, knew. I was just committed to the to the act of it.
0: We can try to make like a zombie.
1: Just to put this in perspective, this he gave me that when I still lived in Trumbull. I moved here, lived here for a year and a half, and then moved back to Trumbull, and it's still there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's. Is it still there? Did you dump it for me? I did not dump
0: it. Then it's still there. I did. I did open it up, so there was like maybe like a quarter left. So like. It's not going to overflow or anything, but, like, a lot of gas came out. And I was like, whoa, this is going to smell like a science experiment. So it was, like, this little pile of, like, something in the middle. And it was, like, fully clear. For our
1: final episode ever, when we finally decide when we're done, we're going to drink it. So, you
0: you know, oh, I'm glad you still have it because
3: actually (laughs) – I have a microscope. We can take a look at what the Whoa, bacteria. Oh, you is. might uh, have to. Speaking of bacteria, yes. I'm just going to oh, segue yes. into the next beer. So I was, I was trying this, to man. find that transition. Season Pro. About? This one is a Brett's Pale Ale. So I actually, oh, nice. okay. I had a, uh, I tried my first two loggers recently, and they actually won at Snurk. Not one. They came in second and third. Nice. But uh, what I did is at half a batch, I did a Munich Hellas, and then okay. the other half, I pitched a fairly tame wild yeast. Uh, called brett which if you're a winemaker is your worst nightmare and if you're a brewer <laughs> you kind of want to keep it out of your clean side of your process right um because it's oh it's wild yeast so it's it's a little funky a little barnyardy but it also has some like fruity notes yeah um, like tropical kind of it's like musty tropical flavors i just
0: snorted
1: that that's that really dude, you're supposed to sniff it not, dude
0: well dude you gotta really get up there put man. it up
1: through a dollar bill all oh, right
0: cheers Wow, is,
1: I'm sorry, I was pouring. What is it?
0: That's just a
3: Brett pale ale, so yeah, super okay. simple, like Pilsner. It really the yeah. uh, ye- the bacteria did all the work. So there's like very little hops. It's super bland base yeah. uh,
1: malt. That's easy. And the yeast adds all that's the nice. characteristics. That's just that's easy. That's it's smooth. pretty clear
0: too. I mean, it's not like totally see through, but I mean, yeah, that's clear. That's clean. That's nice. Well, this is uh, okay. seven months old. Brett, uh, the longer, so
3: Brett which is probably what's in your uh, bottle or a wild bacteria, oh, keeps yeah. munching down uh, complex sugars until there's nothing left. So that's why you had oh. gas. That's why you had carbonation because oh, that makes sense. the yeast got ah. in there.
0: Oh, yeah. that. I mean, you should really look at that under a microscope. That is – I mean, you could probably extract something from that. Like the scientists who took like these yeast from these like sarcophages or whatever from like Egypt and they made bread with it. You'll probably make a backwards beer. We could, Maybe. Prob-
1: we could probably make a nerve gas. It would probably we kill someone. We could probably someone. make a chemical, yeah, yeah, yeah. a chemical bomb. Yeah,
0: kind of like a like a Jim Jones. Be like, hey, dry yeah, try it. And yeah. Kill
1: a whole village of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. should
0: be
3: safe, but if you drink
0: it, you might smell like a chemical bomb afterwards. I mean, oh, that's God. Be- it smells
3: <laughs> so
1: bad. It sounds I mean, like good
0: content <laughs> to me. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even describe the smell. It wasn't like death, but I mean, like, it was bad beer that just, like, it w- it was in a, it's been in a fridge for five years. So, luckily, it's not, like, horrible, but still, I was like, man... I should not have smelled that. Oh, you closed that. that tight, didn't you? Yeah, like, it's a growler, so it's not, its not like, air tight. Over five years, air's gonna get in and out, like, it's not. Leave it open. No, I didn't, like, what, are you worried about it now? Like... Other good beer. In <laughs> no, I didn't it. just, like, open it I'm like, here it is. Like, I have good <laughs> <breathing> beer, <in.
1: laughs> mediocre beer, and some leftover Diet Sunkist from my uncle. Ooh, can it's we sick. try that next episode? Some yeah, Diet Sunkist.
0: <laughs> yeah, your fridge is, like, a Petri dish. It's fun. It's a good one. If, yeah, if ever the cops came to your house and they see that iron, they're like, This man's trying to kill people. So maybe get rid of that just for evidence's sake. So Yeah. This so,
1: so this so this, what was what brought you to this one? You said you did the seltzer for the friends who didn't want beer. What brought you here?
0: This
3: one I really wanted to try a lager for the first time. Um and so I actually built like a fermentation chamber, which I now have sold to somebody in my brew club. And bought an old dairy fridge as my secondary fermentation chamber to try to upgrade. Oh, my God. Um, That's awesome. But it's, you know, I really wanted to do that. But I only had space for one carboy. So when I do a 10-gallon batch, I take my second carboy. And I was like, what can I do with this? It was kind of boring. I didn't want to pitch, like, standard yeast into it. So I was either going to do something Belgian-y. Or, and I had this packet of brett. So I was like, you know what? Why not try that?
0: Yeah, because it almost is, it has, like, that wine, like, a little bit of, like, that white wine, like, in the back a little bit. But it's, like, that pale ale. Because um, I know that area oh, yes, too. Sweet,
2: though.
0: I mean, it's not like sweet, but like it has that like I can't even describe oh. it. I get actually. I was surprised. I kind of get like a.
3: I was thinking oh. it was gonna be more tropical. I kind of get like, half uh, notes.
0: Yes, that might uh, might me confused with that. Maybe because it's it is like fruity. Like I see what you're talking about. That's what it is. I couldn't say fruit. Don't know why I couldn't say that. Yeah, but, that. um, it is like half. It is. Want some more. Yeah, I'll do some more. I, yeah, I can't like put my finger on it exactly. It's a little like it's
3: funky on the nose, and then like it is. fruity, bready, on the palate. And it's supposed to be—I didn't ever took a gravity sample, but like Brett, like I said, keeps eating on the bacteria, so it should be pretty dry too. So that was it. Thank.
0: Th- that was it. it was You're like like trying to say yes. dry? Okay. okay. I'm not words with, are hard I'm not good with words <laughs> Which I'm is good
1: Because we're on a podcast Where all yeah, these that's
0: Yeah That's all I say I just like drinking the beer I'm like you know He's I, the it,
1: face of the podcast That's why we put him on camera so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that, that's That's
0: why we record uh, audio So no My one can actually radio. see <laughs> Yeah <laughs> really
1: shots, away you go. I like this one <laughs> Nice it is,
0: Yeah it is good Um, It's The lighter beers I like light I like dark But like If I want something I can drink a lot of Like obviously Something lighter What's the percentage? Four-ish, yep. four ish that, really, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right that does not taste like a four I think it's four and a half that honestly tastes like a little bit heavier I was thinking like five maybe no, s- I was not six night.
3: but like you know the Britt might have gotten it to five but I never like I said never took a reading so I know the gotcha.
0: Helles lager was four and a half so this might yeah this might actually be a little bit higher yeah that's not bad and that's, it's it's not like totally, like the seltzer is obviously like see through. I mean, this has a little bit of like density to it as far as like looking like straight through it. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's a full bodied Brett. Like you. Anyways. <laughs> I work out a lot. <laughs> that's what I don't I'm saying appreciate that. that. <laughs> um, but I know what I was saying before, Area 2 is like a Brett Noir, like for one of their sours. Mm-hmm. So, how tough would it be to like transition from like a Brett IPA to make it into like a sour? I guess overall, like, how much harder is it to make a sour beer as opposed to just a regular? So, uh, I mean,
3: technically, I would consider Brett a sour beer, so that's actually a sour beer, mm. but it's not tart sour; it's just funky, and it's it's super light on the funk. Because again, sure. this is this is a, a light brand uh, strand of Brett. Mm-hmm. But I actually have so I sours. You usually want to. Some people mix them. A lot of people try to keep separate rooms. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a office in the basement where I actually put all my sour beers. I have three i'm working on right now and that's where i keep my barrels too because barrels will eventually go sour right so it's really just it's it's making normal beer and then you put it into a secondary container and then you pitch your other bugs on top of it Mm -hmm. wood helps fruit helps it's really a patience game so if you are brewing and you want a beer in a month this is going to be like a year the best way to do it is brew a sour every six months, or six, yeah, every six months, and then every six months you keg one and you just keep going through the cycle. So you always have a sour beer on tap. Oh,
0: wow. So sour beers take that long?
3: Yeah. So I just tasted one that was six months old and it was tart. It tasted like a tart fig Newton. It had some bready notes, <laughs> it had some figgy notes, and it had like that you strong me. sour of fun. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I'm hooked, man. So uh, man. I, I wanted to give that one a little bit more time, but I got a split batch of that with different uh, bacteria that's got uh, whole cherries in it. So. Mm. The bacteria is going to town on the cherries. It's going to town on the pits. The pits should give it some woody notes to it, too. Nice. Um, so I was really going for, like, a Flanders red, but I honestly don't have any idea what I actually made. I'm it's going to true kind of like matter. what I do when I uh, enter competitions. I'm going to taste it, look at the categories, and be like, it's
0: close to that one, and <laughs> let's put it in there. Sounds good. All
1: right, why don't we take a break?
0: I was just thinking cause, that, Because there's pizza ready for you. So we don't to take a quick lunch break? Let's do it up. Quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. All right. Learn to clap. I can't. I'm just gonna keep applauding until we get it right. <laughs> all right. So let us move on. Um, we have another sample we're gonna try here.
1: We got some goodies today. I'm so excited.
0: Everything has been very good. I've had. I think this is now the fifth beer. I'm type of beer. I'm trying from the uh, Brewing Company, and it's all been very, very well done. I so appreciate that. Sounds like you're. Now really that he's doing thoroughly right.
1: made out with your butt, let's do this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is, uh, describe this beer that we're pouring right now. So this was like a, a
3: New England, I'm still trying to work on my New England IPA. I uh, I keep on not making a good one. So I'm actually working with uh, Malpractice bre- uh, Home Brewer. Oh, okay. And I'm going to brew with them in a couple weeks, and I'm going to steal all of his secrets and uh, hopefully use some of them. But this one I was ha- a little bit happy with. So it's Kvike Yeast, which is a Nordic uh, yeast. It's as strong as Thor because it does not die, and it just freaking, it is, a
1: workhorse. That's, that's grim as shit, and I love it. Sorry, I like really weird metal that comes from Norway and all that shit, so that's great. This is amazing. Oh, I need something. Ooh.
0: So it's got
3: Comet, uh, a little bit of Simcoe, and Amarillo. Um, I used the hops that I won actually from the uh, National Homebrew Contest. They sent me some hops as a Oh, prize, really? So I figured. Nice.
0: Use those. and. <clears throat> so for New England IPAs, is it mostly galaxy hops that you taste like for like a true, bless you, for like a true New England IPA, is it like, is it, um, galaxy that like gives it that like little twinge that like you get from New England IPAs? Like what have you seen in your experience? So, I mean, Citra's the,
3: the new galaxies up there, Citra, I mean, those are the, uh, the most populars nowadays. The reason I actually am using Comet is because it's supposed to have some of those grapefruity citrusy flavors that come from, it's supposed to be like a sister to Citra. Okay. So it's a uh, grapefruit caddy is another descriptor, um, you know. It, it and yeah, they all have those. I mean, there's a million different chemical compounds like mycereine right. and tangilello and all this stuff. And I mean, Galaxy and Citra are definitely full of those. Right. But there's a lot right. of other hops that you can use, and that's the secret. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to find hops that don't cost thirty five dollars a pound that I can use and make a solid IPA. So much, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. So that's comments. Almost. 20 bucks a pound so it's half the price and it actually to me this one's i need to add more whirlpool hops Mm -hmm. but it's got a nice in my opinion it's got a little bit of a nice citrusy flavor that's definitely it yep body's a little thin but it's got and it's got that kind of uh resiny grapefruity bitterness with the tropical on the flavor so
0: yeah because i feel like that's with like new england is that like it's smooth in the front and then like at the back it is like a little like Tangy, like a little bit bitter. Um, and that's why I wasn't sure. It's like if people are just like loading up on Galaxy and just like riding that home just because it's so like everyone is expecting the taste of a New England IPA. So um, come on in. How are you doing it? I don't it? know if I'm ready. Oh. Um, Sorry about that. I
1: had a sneezing fit. Oh, that's all right. I have been the IPA. tickle my nose. You allergic to hops? No, no. I think you might be. I'm not allergic to hops.
0: Well, that's why you like, like, your Hefeweizen's and stuff. Maybe it's because of that.
1: No, listen. All right, we'll get into it. All right. <laughs> oh, this is
3: cute. You gotta pick your beer. You got a little couple moment in here. Get you? it, get <laughs> it. From no, me. I,
1: think, I, think I think it's shit from your nose. No, it's not shit from my nose. No, it's still there, dude. Oh, God. Just just Paris. do it, man.
0: So Just Paris. fucking do it. Um. Oh man this is great. Uh I'm gonna tell you Oh before. oh sorry sorry yeah no, go. This for it. is my time to vent. This is your
1: episode but it's uh, my time to vent. Here's the problem. Any beer I have, name it. Next morning. I'm next going to happen tomorrow morning. I got the shits. I get it out in the morning then it's done. I'm done. I
0: think you're
1: allergic. I'm not. I don't have a gluten allergy cuz I eat bread up the wazoo, so that's I'm not it. Homebrew will do that or uh beers with yeast in it. Yeah. Yeasts is
3: not great. on, And sours are tough on the stomach. I right? hate
1: sours, so I don't drink those. Yeah. So that's, that hasn't really been a thing. But it could be, you know, I, I love Blue Moon. Like, that's, it could be my favorite beers to beers I'm trying. Doesn't matter. It always happens. I think sometimes the IPA, is just the, the taste, how it hits the back of my throat, goes up to my nose and tickles it. And then I get on a seizing fit. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Do you want any more? I'm all set. All right, enough of my problems. Yeah, get out of here.
3: Yeah, some of the hardest things with these beers, man, is the amount of hops you use make it so grassy. Cause you're using vegetable material like it's it's hard to get that balance of like, you know, ever since drink them fresh. I love my the IPAs that I overloaded on hops tasted yeah. like crap in the beginning. Really? And two to three months in, once it started to settle out, while you still got the they're called polyphenols are where you get those uh that's what bonds the hop compound. Okay. And that's what like gives you that super dense haze. Right. So like while you still have the haze, but while some of the Harsher chemicals fall out. That's when like the sweet spot for the IPA is for me, at least. And that's what that's what I'm trying to figure out, man. I do every batch. Every batch I tweak a little bit, and half of them I'm just like choking down the last twenty beers, being like, okay, let's make it the next. The one The last
1: twenty <laughs> beers. I'm Jesus. I'm sorry. How are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> are you Wade Box?
0: Good <laughs> old Boss Hog. <laughs> Hope you've seen that it's always sunny episode. Oh yeah. Okay. On the, <laughs> on <the> plane, yeah. <laughs> if I could bring a keg on the plane, I would do it. Too. <laughs> Okay. Wait, so okay. How many how many bottles, let's say cumulative right now, like ready to drink, would you say you have at your house of like homebrew stuff? One, two, three, 7,
3: 10, okay. 11, 13 times five? 65 gallons?
1: What? Yes, I 65 thought you were going to say 65, 65 bottles. <laughs>
3: And I got some bottles oh. that I've stored. Yeah, I just some kegs, man. Like I, I, brew really strong stuff, and I'll just let it sit in the corner,
0: like you know, put baby in the corner and forget about it. puts <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby in the corner. <laughs> wow. So, do you? Oh, um, so you just buy like the three gallon things? You just fill it up, and then you just tighten it, and you let it just cool down for a while, or do you keep it at room temp? I mean, like, how do you? So I, could, I all my containers are five gallon logs. Okay. Um, and yeah, they're pressure sealed, so
3: I'll, like I'll carbonate, I'll p- carbonate them, mm-hmm. I'll make sure there's pressure on them so no oxygen can get in Uh, and they're pressure sealed i mean they're pressure vessels so they are good as long as they don't leak so if you got a leak you're screwed and i've had that happen where i go to like pull the pull tab make sure there's pressure in there and i hear nothing and i'm like oh there's
0: all the (laughs) pressure yeah Yeah. man you just make barley wine with no carbonation that's why i got a still so i can uh that's true yeah that's (laughs) right yeah you were saying so you have a still so anything that's bad what so you just turn it make it into booze yeah so i've had batches where
3: like uh you know a bacteria took over and it was just it tasted like Robotussin. it was Ooh. awful ew this actually is a good segue to our next beer yeah. speaking of Robotussin. Yeah. <laughs> well what caused it was a wild bacteria in the figs I made a honey fig uh I forget the style but it was a it was a strong honey fig ale um and the figs I didn't cook them well enough so I didn't kill the bacteria so I ended oh, up with wow. ph- wild yeast make phenolic which tastes like uh, band-aid burnt rubber Ooh cherry robitussin that kind of Bandy, flavor burnt rubber. those are the descriptors man you should see a flavor wheel for like uh competitions <laughs> like the flavors these guys are like, so
0: disrespectful <laughs> people pour like months in and it's like burnt rubber it it's like, like burnt rubber quit quit doing it well i put this into snark and that's exactly what i
3: got they're like yeah so this is like i got a respectable score of like a 28 but they're like super phenolic band-aids i'm like what are you talking and i tasted it, and i was like this is why I give my beer to other people, because I'm not yeah. great at dissecting that. And I'm just like, yep, <laughs> nope, you're right. That's So we don't oh have to drink a lot God. of this. But this yeah. is... Is
1: this, is this, is this the bandit? Yes. It's oh, a, it's the bandit. It's a did.
3: Belgian dark strong ale, so it's like 10%. Oh, that's not
0: bad. But it's not watered. Oh,
3: okay. Um, but it's... And to me, it was a great beer for a while, and it was something that was a little off. And then once they said what it
0: was, I was oh. like, okay. I gotta
1: be honest, I do love the color. We'll start with that. Is the
0: color, kind of yeah, like. the color is like a nice, like that like dark lager if you will yeah toasty brown that's i'm horrible with describing shit on the fly <laughs> this is really bad this is why you're here jeff just you are better at describing.
1: um shit. The, the <laughs> now you're putting me on no no you're right it's a toasty brown it's got this i don't know very fall we're recording mm, this literally. right now for those who are listening in five years when the world has ended yeah we're recording this in november to so the aliens who've come to see this ravished planet <laughs> the rapture's happening that's I like to it. imagine that our podcast would be transmitted through the, through the cosmos. Mm-hmm.
3: You're doing that right now, right? You're just sending it out. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. hope so.
1: Yeah. We, 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 we put this on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, the International Space Station. Like It's yeah. all out there. I and I hope that there's aliens out there to really, to really trying to learn human beer craft.
3: I hope there's wild bees. I hope there's alien yeast. And out they, there, man. And Ooh. then they
1: learn it up there. They bring
0: it back here. When they come here, they'll already have the beer ready. That's, okay. and they have all agreed- we need like Jim Cook to go to space and grab some yeast from the moon crack open a space rock and just like yeah. throw well, that in, in beer dude forget New, forget New England IPA there. Mars IPA yeah <laughs> damn it that's also a really good name if I ever make my beer like like Mars IPA oh my god <laughs> there you go <laughs> smart see that's why I'm here I'm good for that we shit have, we I have I had the fire and ice thing with Poncho. we have the idea
1: of maybe doing like a podcast beer one day, you've yes. always wanted to, p- to experiment with it again. Yes, and then you know it'll be under the 1056 brand name or whatever we want. Yeah,
3: well, I say I, we uh, we make that happen, man. I'm I'm down yes. the road. so you He's guys down the
0: road with you, man. Yes, we man, could do a 10 awesome. gallon batch. We could split it up. We could do oh, something funky, something like simple. Sandwich. Yeah, just put in like a milk a gallon. I'll just drink that. Yeah. It's exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> carton yeah. of milk. Is don't that what you e- say? Carton of milk stout. Yeah. Okay. Don't even, put in a carton? Don't even rinse it out. Just no. <laughs> yeah. Let let the
1: bacteria from ooh, the plastic get in. I know what bottle we can put it in. The growler in my fridge.
3: I am actually a hundred percent on board with that.
1: I would love to make a beer with that
3: beer. <laughs> no. Use it as a starter. Oh,
1: oh yes. out. We won't clean it though. I'm scared.
3: Worst comes to worst, we distill it. That's always the backup plan. Yeah dude
1: it's fine <laughs> who's gonna know it's not like this is recorded oh that's when we're dead god knows what's
3: in that thing man I kind have of, no clue kind of still Oktoberfest
1: <laughs> there oh might be god. a small civilization
0: wait I mean, so, so. And going back to the beer what why I'm not talking it's about killing us uh, so you said that this had like a taste of we said band-aids I
3: don't, so, I don't I honestly don't get it so you get sweet in the front right and right. there's like kind of like a roasty bitterness to, or a toasty not roasty toasty bitterness to the end mm. And on the back, kind of that bitterness that kind of lingers that's kind of like band plasticky.
0: I mean, I'm trying to... I'm
1: tasting something and I'm assuming what you're saying is what I'm tasting. Yeah, I'm not... But I... I... Yeah. When we say that, like, still for those beach, listening... Like I, for if we, you say that for those listening. You say, like, banded, like, Ugh! right? But I, I like this.
3: That's how refined these judges' palettes are. And that's why I tried judging once. I also tried judging hungover, which was a fuck. That's horrible hilarious. idea why does <laughs> everything <laughs> taste like... like my vomit yeah. <laughs> white lagers all taste like ass uh but no these guys are good man like i'll sit down at these meetings and like they're like oh like here's my beer and they're all like oh this is good or like all oh, right taste this i get this
0: and i'm like yeah to me it tastes like beer and i'm get like. <laughs> i like... glad that as a steam, a stout of a uh, knowledgeable beer guy you are you say that your beer tastes like beer also yes that's good i, I i've learned to like pick up on several cues like this right. one belgian you get kind of
3: that fruity, floral flavor, but you also get, like, the caramel. And yes. I've, I've gotten better at identifying bitterness, <clears throat> sweetness, roastiness. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you try to hone in on those those big – there's, like, fruitiness from yeast, fruitiness from hops. You, if you can start to, like, work on those flavor compounds,
1: mm-hmm.
3: okay, I'm everything ask, else is bullshit. I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm going to ask a dumb question. I'm going to ask a naive question since you guys are a bunch of dorks. Uh, I, like I said, I like blue, Moon, and it's, you know, Belgian white what what is the difference what we, why does the word belgian have to play with all of these things is there a relation between those type of beers and this what's yes. happening tell me
3: so belgian beers are super simple for the most part okay they use basic even the dark like the typical belgian they'll use uh sugar for this like uh to give it that like complex dark flavor um but all belgian beers again just like the brett they rely on the yeast to make their flavors. so belgian yeast is super uh it can be phenolic, but not Band-Aid phenolic. There's other phenolics <laughs> like spicy, clove, nice banana. Nicer Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and they it's really just the yeast character. So, like, you bring them to a higher temperature, you get the yeast to sweat a little bit. Sweat, quote-unquote. And, like, they off-put these, these flavors that we all associate with Belgian beers. Mm-hmm. These floral, <clears throat> fruity, you know, flavors, the yeah. acetones, And okay. that's the other thing. I read a lot of words. I don't know how to pronounce them.
1: <laughs> no, but you said that that does make sense. So it has to do with the yeast that it's being used that yes. makes the flavor. So that's, yeah. that's what that's what keeps it within like a similar family.
3: And for a darker a Belgian dark strong ale, what makes it dark is you make like it's basically caramel, but they have a fancy name for it. They call it candy.
1: Like it's caramel, but they call it caramel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean it's it is really interesting how there's like a million derivatives of beer, even Belgian style beers. <clears throat> it's all it tastes completely different. Still has the same first name, yep. Belgian style wit, Belgian strong ale. I mean, uh, that's just me being observational, but yeah, it's absolutely nuts. But they all have that same character of
3: like spiciness or clove or coriander or orange peel. Say, like yeah. you know, you get a lot of those like those those buzzwords that you get with Belgians. You,
0: I love adjectives. You did um for the beerman beer, beer for the July parties, Shout out to them specifically. Um, more? One more. Uh, some more left. I'm all right. I'm good. Um, My beer sucks. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that was good. Um, Yo,
1: I love band-aids. No, I'm kidding. This is done. I don't taste. I don't do it. Whatever. My it, friend
3: is a three-year-old that probably love the spirit. She's like, band-aids? What? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I use them? Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, I'm going to finish this. This is so good. Did you want to? Um, yeah, you know I already poured it. here you go. Finish it. I dude. don't know, dude. I want to be respectful, yeah, man. That, so you
1: leave a. I poured it out. I felt bad, and then I said, okay. There's we'll a backwash so of beer. I, here well, stopped I stopped myself. I stopped myself.
0: How dare you? I stopped myself. Anyways. God, you're the worst um we'll hold later. i forgot what i was gonna ask <laughs> something about beer man beer i think oh yeah, yeah, yeah um you did a do you do a you did an uh 10 day ipa and you did a that prickly pear fuck i forget all right it was something like prickly pear was it hef? i think it was a prickly pear
3: half which i didn't do a great job on that one either I, I will bullshit out my ass. I'll
0: call it a style, and then I'll cover it up with other stuff. And just kind of like <laughs> I <laughs> think that's anyway. most that's <laughs> most macro breweries nowadays. They'll just call it something, and they're like, okay, we got to cut corners. Just yeah. call it a wit. <laughs> I use it.
3: I use dry yeast for that, which doesn't give you the same flavor that should be a hefeweizen should be like banana and clove, right? Like really punchy. And I uh, I didn't use the right temperature, or I didn't use the right yeast, or <clears> something <throat> like. I tried, uh, like, uh, Scott Gentle. he's uh, Dub4's homebrewer, if you want to follow him on Instagram, but he's, he won a lot of awards at the last competition, mm-hmm. and he makes great hef. And it's all about, again, man, the yeast. Getting the temperature, pitch rate, like, making yeast happy. You can make beer as a homebrewer. It's, it's easy to learn, hard to master. Right. Beer comes down to water and yeast pitches and temperatures. If you can master the water and you do those two things, you can make world-class
0: beer right. easily.
1: Man, it's like most arts. There's like the the fundamentals. There's the core principles, and if you could do that, you could do anything. So is that? Because I was
0: going to ask that. Um, obviously, you're now a three time homebrew award winner. When it comes down to it, beer and its principles is like four main ingredients. That's what everyone talks about. With so few ingredients, how does the final product vary like that much? Is it just temperature? Is it like what? Like what have you learned? makes a good beer from a bad beer using four ingredients. So wow. the number one thing for beer, food,
3: life, everything is balance. Okay. You got bitterness, sweetness, alcohol, and those three need to work. So if you have a really boozy beer, mm-hmm. but there's no body or sweetness to it, it's gonna taste like turpentine. <clears throat> if you got a really hoppy beer, but you don't have any body, that's why New England IPAs are nice. Cause they're like, they got a thicker body with right. that fruitiness. They're all working balance. If you don't have the right balance and you got to, and, and trying to understand that balance and make that balance work is trial and error and understanding your ingredients. So like, you know, just like coffee, you roast grains to get different levels of darkness and different right. toastiness and different flavors out of it. Right. And it took me so long to understand first hops. There's so many varieties of hops. What hops give you? What flavors? How much to right. use? What variety? And then grains, like what's the difference between chocolate malt and pale chocolate malt? Or Carafa One, which is a substitute for chocolate malt, and they're slightly different. Like I these people come up with these descriptors in these like like yes, I used to use chocolate malt, but now I use carafa one because I had a slight huskiness in a batch. I'm like
0: <laughs> okay. That's just people trying to tell people that they think they're smart. They make up adjectives. Yeah, it's seriously. And so we had on um a couple of our friends, they do like a whiskey consulting um, marketing business and they're Brandon big with Brandon Barrow, brandonbarrowwhiskey.com. Um, and they say basically like, it's how it tastes is like however you feel. And that sounds like super cliche, but it's like you can't go and say that's wrong because that doesn't taste like that. Like everyone's palate is different, everyone tastes things differently. And I feel like with beer, it's like very similar too. People are like, oh, do you taste that peach? And I was like, no, I don't. Bro, that has been 99% of
1: this podcast episode <laughs> yeah. for me. You guys have been like, oh, yeah, these flavors that flavors. So I'm sitting here like, okay, me too, I guess. <laughs> no, but you know what? You're right. Do you taste
3: it? Do you like it? No or yes? It doesn't matter. You're right. I really
1: liked the last one we just had.
3: The Belgian? Yeah. yeah I actually, I, did, I
1: happen, actually yeah. did like that because that actually had more flavor flavors for me to play with that I actually did pick up on. The New England IPA did not do the gymnastics with my tongue as much Okay. so that's just that's just being that's just being honest and i, I yeah. but i enjoyed it it didn't i've had new IPAs pays that did that just hit my tongue wrong that's and my that,
3: favorite style too belgians if you could do it right and that mm-hmm. one's not 100 right but like the best beers in the world in my opinion are like dark boozy belgian beers i want sure. something i can get hammered off of like two of and sit by the fire and just
1: like <laughs>
3: you know absolutely that's my dream
1: so <laughs> we just we just poured a new one we just poured a new one can you tell us about this one Yes.
3: This is a probably like eight months old by now. It was a peanut butter porter that I didn't love because it didn't have enough peanut butter character in it. And my porter usually comes in a little more body, which we'll try later. Mm-hmm. And this one was a slightly thinner. So I wanted next batch I do with this, I'm gonna do a little bit more body and shout out to Steiny from No Worries because I asked him when he uses his peanut butter powder, which is good for the beer. But um and he said ten minutes in the boil, and I saw how much he used, so I'm gonna steal from him politely and uh give that a shot and see what that sounds does. good have a
1: question yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna get there um i was told by a dumbass allergist once that i was allergic to peanuts even though i had a whole thing of peanuts like days before i got tested and then i'm not careful oh my God, about he's it. breaking out into hives right now <laughs> i haven't had it yet i haven't had this beer yet will i die and if so will you put it on instagram live tyler yes okay now the question is to you will i die
3: Yes, we've actually almost had somebody die at a festival because somebody brought it to their friend. And said, "You got to try this peanut butter jelly beer he made." Um, I'm going to do it because they remembered they said something about peanuts. What their friend told them about peanuts was that they were allergic to it. <laughs> so. Do you have an <laughs> pen ready? Here
1: we go. Just
0: take a little sip. Baby sip, baby sip. I actually don't want to save your life today.
1: You wouldn't do anything. She's here.
0: I would just like point.
1: You, I told you, you know what your job is. We all have a job. She would save my life. You would put it on Instagram Live. <laughs> all right, so. It's stay tuned. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. I'm not careful. Listen, I've been to five guys like numerous times, and they just threw everything in peanut oil. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be fine. What, what my doctor quickly said, so everyone can calm down, is that what they found is that I may have developed a potential to be allergic to peanuts. But I'm not actually allergic to peanuts. Well I hope
0: that so. that doesn't does it today. activate today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, I'll be fine. I feel like you've definitely had peanut oil and stuff and like five guys. you have yeah. had five guys, you've been fine. I've had peanuts. So, okay, so I see what you mean where it's not like peanut butter forward, but the peanut butter does add like more mouthfeel to it. So it yeah, does I mean, too, taste too. like a very like rich porter i think well, i don't know why i looked i literally looked on the label and said porter like an idiot because i forgot which dude, one just, it was
1: just read label dude shut up my um, my very fancy label list. <laughs> let's talk about your, your designs real quick it's a circular white label with sharpie marker yes That's it. so but, one but, of the but, best designs we've ever seen uh, yeah.
3: i uh i actually reached out to amazon i don't know if you've heard of them oh yeah yeah, yeah. great label designers maybe yes yes, yes, yes yes they gave me a you know blank template kind of deal
0: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Also, I collaborated with 3M a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. M, M-M M, and M. 3M. Ooh. Uh, anyway, what I was saying is that the peanut butter does add more mouthfeel to it. So, like, if you put this in, like, nitrogen, it would be, like, drinking a solid. It would be that full. I'm a, I, I want to go for, like, that. Cluster Nutter, though. I don't I know what Cluster Nutter tastes taste like,
1: but in I that want... Just in case, but I actually do...
0: I get peanut on the nose, but I don't get so much of the flavor. I do get... Okay, I actually I, do like that. I actually do get it on the nose, so, like, now, like... With porters and stouts, I think the reason why I like them so much is because I can actually taste the flavor. Like, coffee, it's pretty strong, so you can't really miss it. It's, like, right in front of your face. Peanut butter is also pretty strong in beer, too. Like, you can't miss that either. So, So, when
1: someone says, do you taste that flavor? I'm like, like, yes, I do! I do! Yeah, I'm lying!
0: So, yeah, it's not as... You can still tell that there's peanut butter in it, but the peanut butter is more, in this case, I feel like for mouthfeel... um, than for like flavor, which is not definitely a bad thing. I definitely like I like this a lot. Um, I haven't had cluster yet. Juan, balls in your court. Um, I well, thanks for dripping. No I'm kidding. Um, I took your label off. So sorry. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I, I definitely like this. I mean, if this is bad, I mean I I want all of your bad beers. Then it's not bad. It's just not oh, what I want. Never so, mind.
3: So then I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> drinking like i'm like oh this peanut butter beer and then every time i drink it it's a slap in my face saying you failed
1: what was the percentage on this
3: my porters are typically six and a half percent it's the same recipe as my normal port i usually every time i do a 10 gallon batch i usually do a standard and a variant so like this was maybe the variant of the national no the chaga was the variant of the national this is a different batch um but yeah, so I try to I try to like do different stuff because you never know if you don't try something. So right. I'll do a standard beer that I know it's going to come out how I want. And one time I'll use mushroom. I've used Crazy. this porter is a great base beer. That's why I kept I haven't changed it and I just keep on using the same recipe. I um, put uh, spicy spicy uh, smoked chipotle coriander in it before. I made a spicy beer called Juan Spicy Beer. Uh, <laughs> I've done what I did. I've done peanut butter. I've done peanut butter jelly. I've done blackberry.
1: What? We're stuck so spicy, spicy beer. Do yeah, we try the spicy beer once? It was at Fairfield Craft Ales that we were, we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, they did that one with
0: um what Carolina Reapers they had on draft. Yeah, I'm so afraid to try that. It's, that was that was whack. That that scares me. You want to
3: just get that? Like this sounds real sexual, but like that light tickle in the back of the throat. you No, know? just yeah, 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 yeah. get there. Yay, the yeah, that light yeah.
1: tickle that is made by oral sex. We can go. Yes. I'm just by
0: telling someone they have a great personality. Jeff, <laughs> keep your eyes up. <laughs> But yeah it, like spicy beers i maybe will like them one day but like we had ring of fire on the episode and like as a spicy beer it was good but it doesn't mean like i could necessarily drink a pint of it like i had an i still have two pints left in my fridge and i was like this is tough. It's weird especially when it gets warm forget it well, that's homebrew man if you get five gallons of something if you could drink
3: one pint of it at a time
2: yeah. So, thankfully, oh.
3: I have a, a back... Not thankfully. I have a back problem, which allows me to use... Thank uh, God. ...a certain <laughs> medical facility in Connecticut. Yeah. Nice. A uh, so pharmacy. Yeah. I, I did that once, because uh, honey's fermentable, and they yeah. make variations of uh, cannabis honey. So <laughs> That's
1: fantastic. Uh,
3: that was how I, I had... What, what was it? Uh, I tried to do an Elvis... Was that the Elvis beer? It was like a banana, peanut butter... What was the sandwich he died with? He died... Honey sandwich
1: He had a sandwich yeah. While on the toilet
3: It was like peanut butter Dude he
1: was the king Yeah
3: <laughs> It was like peanut butter Honey Bacon That's what it was Bacon uh, Dude, I definitely What have, I, only, yeah.
0: I did not it's know It's the he king did.
1: man You think the sandwich Killed him No No, no It was no, the drugs no. He had right before The sandwich Yeah right right
0: right Right <laughs>
1: I'm trying. I'm imagining him high out of his mind on a toilet eating a sandwich. Yo, it was definitely
3: the heart that's... attack from the cocaine. That that's literally it. Well, that was an ode to the King. You know, maybe there was a little
0: cocaine in there too. You I don't know. The next one is to you, Elvis, for living the life we all want to live. Seriously, man, if only he was around today with like social media, God, he would have died
1: ten years earlier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was man. That was time to be alive. The Sixties, man. Was it? Did he die in the sixties or seventies? Uh, no, he died in the sixties. Yeah, because his career was really. In the
3: Oh yeah, but before social media, before everything was public and you get away with anything and... My
1: dad saw Elvis live really? Yeah, my dad has seen like every class Like, I'm wearing a Who shirt right now He saw the Beatles live But he he said he heard the first three notes of every song And then the girls started screaming You know, like that's, and you know what I mean, right? Yeah.
0: Didn't they put the like big like walls up between them? I don't know man, at a certain
1: point I, they just stopped playing But he, he, he saw Elvis, but he saw Elvis at the like when he got fat, fat Elvis, fat Elvis, oh, not man. like the time when you wanted to see Elvis. He, he good looking. but like he saw him, he was doing some gospel stuff. He was, you know, if you're really into gospel, like he was crushing that type of stuff. Anyways, so your beer's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I
0: mean, like the- transition, guys. <laughs> transition, peanut butter, uh, Elvis, something. Um, yeah, I mean, the porter, obviously. Like it's, is this the same one you use for the national homebrew? Like, is it the same? S- same
3: recipe, but because like uh, something else, like my mash temperature is a little different, so it came out a little thinner. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close. Look, this is, it's, in my opinion, solid beer. Yeah. Again, it's just like when you're not hitting perfection, I hate. It sucks that I'm a Jets fan because I have to watch the Patriots beat our ass every week, but I yeah. hate... Is that
1: the only reason it sucks to be a Jets fan? There's lots of reasons. Okay, I'm a Giants fan. We can drink our sorrows Dude, away.
0: tomorrow's going to be the worst game of my life. Oh, the New York <laughs> ball, man. Giants, Jets. Can't wait. I'm a Titans can't, fan. Can't so. wait for a tie. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wins. A nice
3: 6-3 final score. Losing, losing is worse than winning in like a lot of things like especially these competitions and stuff like that and it just makes me angry especially but you know i i do say i like i don't care if the jets lose as long as the patriots lose that's that's my happiest yeah
0: well i mean I'm not going to happen too much.
1: There. It's okay. He understands, too. He's a Titans fan. Okay, I don't understand Oh, so you jumped on that much.
3: bandwagon in fourth grade.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. He got you. That was the year.
0: Let me tell you, you something. You Let me tell you something. All right. Yeah, I did. I was an impressionable child. Dude, have you been and like and watching I, him this whole time? And life? it was the Music City Miracle. And I said, that's not a forward pass. I was hooked. And then every Madden I got, I would play as the Titans, and then it just grew and grew, and then Steve McNair died, and I shed one tear. And then I was really sad, and I said, well, I'm going to ride this fucking ship till it dies, win or lose. He doubled down. He doubled I down. doubled down when Steve McNair died, man. Okay, like,
1: honestly, like, I grew up in a Giants household, but I didn't really become a fan until they beat the Patriots in their undefeated oh, season. yes. Like, that was awesome. So you're so part that of the was problem. Like, But, I mean, am I, though? Because that was dope. That was pretty cool. He I caught it on his head. It was I, great. I'm
3: not on any bandwagon, because... You can't be a bear, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Our wagon Jets. broke down in the seventies yeah. before they invented cars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you really have. You're really a true fan. I,
3: I'm not though. I, I'm bringing my kid a Chiefs fan. Thankfully, my brother a Chiefs, smart, so I can like smart. dual, yeah. dual
0: source. A Bring him up, bit. up on Patrick Mahomes. That'll be good for the next yeah. like five, ten years. Yeah. Like, you know, so he, he understands what a good quarterback is. Except he dislocated his knee, so he comes back when they play the Titans. Ew, it's gonna be uh, great. Ah. Uh, can't wait for uh, can't wait for that's that the worst game. And he it popped about. it right back in. Oh, it was the worst. <gasps> I, I saw that. Yeah, because he was like he was just sitting there, and the trainer came over. And was just like okay. And I was like, yes. that's horrible." I I horrible. Myself out of
3: Don't window. you love when they show those replays over there again? Oh, oh, hey, yes. This is gruesome. What? Don't. Oh God, we should not show watch
0: that Watch this that like in TV. 4K yes. slow mo. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Like twisted ankles and stuff. And you just watch, just it, just full like paper. Like you know what? We're Maybe. staying
1: off this tangent. You know what? I just got really into rugby. Hell yeah, oh, dude! Yeah. The Rugby World Cup was a couple uh, weeks ago. And I I went to – I was at a bar in New York. I was in New York, and they had the semifinals on. And I was watching on the projector while my girlfriend and her best friend were talking about something, and I was listening, and I was watching rugby. I was really watching rugby. It was great. And I got so hooked, and I started talking to some people from England who walked in who were rooting for England who were playing, and they started teaching me stuff. And then I watched the World Cup final. It was um, England versus South Africa. South
0: Africa.
1: South Africa won. Which was an uh, it was an upset, and I'm saying, I, I'm like fuck football. Like I love football, but like fuck football.
3: I tried to watch though, but you explained to me the rules. Is it is it legally required to slide in the end zone on your stomach?
1: Yes, you have to put the ball down. <laughs> okay, you have you can't just walk across like you can in football. You have to place the ball down, and then the placement ver- it depends. I think on the kick that you get afterwards.
3: It just sounds like a really weird celebration that they did.
1: It is, I don't think it's a celebration that they already know they have to put the ball down so they might as well dive. But the the touchdowns are called tries, tries, and they're five points, and the extra point is two points, so it's still seven. And on penalties, on penalties it's not a yardage penalty, if they're depending on the placement, like if where it happens, you can just kick the ball through the uprights and you get three points. Dude, could you this, imagine? This, just, you,
3: this sounds like the metric system. It's fucked up. Could I don't you imagine?
1: <laughs> could you imagine if in football they eliminated yardage penalties and they just said they get three points if you if you fucking hold the guy? People would stop holding automatically.
0: That's true. I mean, that's true. They I'm just have saying. Something in football, it's a weird rule. I love weird rules. It's called fair catch free kick. I think the last person to do was like. The Patriots with like Doug Flutie. So if you fair catch a ball that is within field goal range, you can fair catch it and then like you get a kick from where it was caught and it's like two points or something like that. I think the rule is still active. They it's like a drop kick or something. I don't know what, but that's from
1: rugby. So here we go again. So here's the thing: you can literally you can in the middle of like trying to go into score. If a guy has the space and the positioning, the guy can just do a drop kick where he drops the ball on the ground with one hop, and then he can kick it up through the uprights in the middle of a play and get three points. You don't have to go for that.
3: There's a couple weird... Belichick just used that like a couple weeks ago or something. I I read an article, and they're like, this is a weird rule that Belichick exploded, and now they're going to cancel it. Here's my main question about rugby, though. Yes, I'm ready.
1: I'm a professional, apparently.
3: Do they rewind every play every two minutes? What do you mean? Do they stop... Stop play and and go to the camera and check everything in HD vision to make sure. No, no, no. So I'm already a fan. I'm on board. Yes.
1: No. They, dude. They'll stop. They won't stop the clock for shit. They they stop the clock for major major injuries. There was one guy who got he got punched in the face by his own teammate when they were both tackling the same guy. His arm just came around and punched him in the head, and he was out cold. And they kept playing for like another. 10 15 seconds before they're like, We got to stop for a second. So, this is like
3: hockey where that guy died on the bench
0: and then went in, in the third period. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's yeah. fucking nuts. It yeah, like a heart attack. I think he was like legally dead. They brought him into the locker and they came back. Yeah.
1: No, it, it's and, it's, and it's wild. And then they'll have like those moments when they all like group up and push against each other. And they will, you'll see, you see it. Like they just push against each other. And before they set that up, it's not like they stop the clock and wait for the play to start. The clock is still going. It's, Fast, remember we watched men's sevens and those were like 14 minute matches. And we right. watched like a bunch of them all in one night at a bar once. This was not sevens, it was 15 guys per side. This is way off t- topic. Wait, wait, wait. but the, actually, I think we got a good idea here though. Because okay, go football's it. going down a bad path, yeah, between, no, it's like, too a whole big. bunch of different
0: things. And, it's all about rugby. And the, the, the replay and, the and, uh,
3: and oh, bullshit. drama queens. And I agree, and they're trying to start like a XFL, which yes. we all know is going to fail horrendously, yes. just
0: like the AAF.
3: Yes. What we should do is forget an alternate football league. We should take the alternate football players and turn them into rugby players, and oh make God, a rugby yeah. league
0: with the backup football players. Well, do the rugby t- players go into the NFL now? There's a lot because of like because
1: backs. but you won't see football players go into rugby because a, a, a it well a lot of them are not that they're not strong enough. Yeah. Believe it or not, they're not strong enough. They, yeah, there's
3: no pads either. Like those guys are built like
1: they they are. And they do. I watched this one thing. There was like that guy who got knocked out is when I noticed this thing. The announcers were saying the guys knocked out, they stopped play. He was he was like on limp, like it was bad, Ooh. and he got back up. But they were saying, you know, based on the new safety regulations that the rugby union has put into play, he probably won't come back in. I'm going.
0: What was happening before the safety regulations? <laughs> they would weaken that Bernie said. They're like, well, we need 15 people. Just like, put them on just, top of the pile. Just, just throw them. <laughs> just because of the new safety
1: regulations, he probably won't just come back. Just throw his
0: limp body onto someone. So hopefully, he got tackles.
1: knocked the fuck out through the skull. Are you kidding me? So the rest
3: of the world hasn't heard of CTE yet. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They're
1: oh, just starting. No, the, yeah, yeah, no, dude. I, anyways, I'm sorry to get off on that tangent. It's I'm really, so, really fascinating. I
0: am excited for the XFL. I, I, we, I was like a kid when it came out. I remember the kickoffs. It was like a forty-yard dash, and the ball was at midfield, and you had to run with the opposition, the opponent, and try to grab the whoever grabbed the ball first. That's who got the ball. Like kill the carrier. Basically, yeah. So you would start from the same point, and you would run towards midfield and have to grab the ball, and that's how they started the game. That's how we started our dodgeball games in middle school. I know. So I don't know. They're they're gonna like nerf it and make it all like. Save, yeah. Like so, (laughs) (laughs) I need that. I need like I need the wrestling part to come back into it, dude. I'll listen. I'll show you some highlights from the
1: World World Cup rugby thing that they did in Japan, and you'll you'll be all in. I'll explain some of the rules. I agree. Like I was turned off because I'm like I don't know what's going on. It's all weird. But I watched like looked it up and I got the basics down. I don't know any of the strategy. You'll love it.
0: It's fucking dope. I'm ready. It's a great drinking sport to watch.
1: Speaking of which, we have another beer ready.
0: Yes. This is a <laughs> s- Hard
1: transition.
0: Doubt. That's a harder. What are the harder transitions? <laughs> Not forced at all. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, a
3: drinking. It's a chocolate stout that I tried to. I was trying to make a pastry stout, cause, but I hate Ooh. those things, so I was trying to like dial it back,
0: and when you try to half-ass something, you don't whole-ass yeah. anything. That's right. So. Shout out to Ron Swanson. Um, wait, so yeah, I saw on your Instagram, uh, you had like a um,
3: cinnamon... Cinnamon bun on top. Yes. Yeah, that was for show. Oh, my... yeah. ah,
0: man. <laughs> so it's a uh,
3: Saigon cinnamon, which is super faint because I use too much roasted malt, because that's what I had in my house at the time. Okay. Um, I'm at the point right now where I can brew anytime. I have all my ingredients in-house, so like that's if I don't cool. have something, it's I'm going to wing it.
1: So this is hilarious. I hate chocolate, so this is going to be fun. Oh, so okay, okay. why didn't you tell me these before I brought the pictures? Because this is good content. So
0: tell the uh, Tribus story.
1: We went to Tribus. We got to meet with um, Will. What, I know. Oh, I thought you his me. No, I got it. We got to meet with Will. There, he kind of runs some of their like uh, design and whatnot. He does a lot of different oh, things. Oh,
3: I've seen him. Uh... I seen his Instagram page. He does all the pictures. Yeah, of yeah, that. yeah. And he does amazing job. He's he's oh,
1: amazing. Man. He gave us a, a cool tour of the place, and we were able to try some of their beers. And I wasn't paying attention. It was loud and crowded, and they handed me uh, a chocolate. Stout,
0: no, I guess. Yeah, Yahoo. Yahoo, yeah, and
1: which, I, I, I just wasn't paying attention. I you said, said,
0: "This is our stout called Yahoo," it's and I should
1: have known right away. Yeah, right? it was
3: strawberry
0: Nesquik. Not. Yet, you know,
1: yeah, so. and I, I and I drank it. I'm like, wow, this is this is really good. And then someone's like, yeah, we put some chocolate in there, and I just stopped them in their tracks because I have notoriously, for all of my childhood, hated chocolate, and I still do. But there was something about it that I just didn't taste the chocolate in there, and it made me conf- made me question life.
3: I, I Jeff, I'm 100 percent with you because. I have a phobia of ketchup. I wouldn't even call it I don't what? like it. I. I don't even... I don't know if phobia is the right word. It's like bees and ketchup are the two things in life don't I could really not do without.
0: Do not look in my fridge. Lock the fridge.
3: It is It revolts me It makes me what? gag I think it's the worst ketchup? thing ever Ketchup is the worst condiment It is like When I think of like Shitty American behavior I think of ketchup <laughs> That's where it starts Ketchup? Yes It's we like ketchup and trunk no. <laughs> We're getting behind the scenes We're getting That's fantastic We're
1: getting behind the scenes Of Matt Knight right now What? Ketchup?
3: Ketchup man I can't stand it And so like If you snuck it into a sauce Like I've tried like Meatloafs where people are like Oh yeah I did barbecue sauce But I made the barbecue sauce From ketchup I tasted. it I'm like can throw this out. I'm done with this. What? Do you like tomatoes? I love tomatoes. I love vinegar. I love balsamic vinegar. You, you can put love them, the ingredients of ketchup. You put them together. I think it's more like the, what? I see like the chubby five-year-old kid with the french fries who puts it over the french fries instead oh, of on the side yeah, and he goes yeah, like yeah. face first. So, and,
1: so let's get into it a little bit. I don't like chocolate because I used to be lactose intolerant. I grew out of it. But I got really, really sick from a chocolate chip cookie and it tated, created a taste aversion in my brain. My brain was just like, that's the thing. If it was vanilla ice cream, that would have been it, but it wasn't, thank God. And did are did you have a terrible life experience with ketchup? You know, Were you hit with a ketchup bottle? <laughs> I, I did eat it as a child.
3: I don't know where the transition came over, but like... He's trying to block it out of his head. We're trying to bring yeah, it back to yeah, the forefront. No, like, I don't know Freud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That <laughs> yeah, right. Matt just me,
3: like, oh just, my god, I
2: remember now. <laughs> me and
3: Mahomes probably wouldn't get along, man, because he's putting ketchup on steak. Oh, like, yeah, he is. I was watching but a show about Sweden. They're putting ketchup on pasta. I almost right, oh, it. Easy, oh, easy. So, right. Well, maybe we need to start just, a new war.
0: Yeah. So speaking of ketchup, this beer <laughs> is, I think, my favorite right now. Mm. So what do
1: you favorite of what we had?
0: Yeah, because Ooh. this, like I said, stouts. I love stouts because. He said it was a Saigon stout. Technically, uh, I use Saigon cinnamon,
3: so there's at the very, there's... very end you get a little bit of spiciness, kind yeah. of. You don't get a lot of cinnamon, unfortunately. I could,
0: I could open the keg and put some more shit in there. But you I could have honestly said that this was like a cinnamon, cinnamon like style, and I would believe you. I could sell it harder. I mean, mm.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't taste that chocolate, just like when it was. No, time. I, yeah, I like, taste the cinnamon. Like people keep saying that, I don't taste the chocolate in those in those beers.
3: Chocolate's a lot like, I mean, coffee to me huge chocolate notes yeah but it's not like eating right. a bar of chocolate it's because i made, cocoa, I, made really I made one of those once. i made a beer where i just dumped in cocoa cocoa nibs cocoa powder i think I even put in like hershey syrup man i just tried to like chocolate load <laughs> this thing chocolate! Uh, and it, it, that one kind of tasted like chocolate but most of the time it's like roasty kind of like coffee flavors coffee chocolate go together
0: right exactly so and i forget i don't know if you brought this up but have you done a coffee stout yet like have you experimented with coffee specifically you said i think you said you did right
3: i have it's coffee's hard though cuz it fades quickly so if you're not drinking it quick you kind of lose and again like this beer here hmm. no coffee in there but all that roasted malt gives you the impression of coffee so it's kind of like do you need coffee they they make a malt yeah. they make a malt called coffee malt uh-huh. you can make a coffee stout with that and it would taste like coffee you know so it's gotcha how much i would love to be able to like say i have single source ethiopian coffee in this but
0: I'd be, so that's more selling of, that's, more beer. That's more of a like gimmick, if you will, than actual like adding to the flavor.
3: I don't want to say it's a gimmick because
0: there's a lot of great beers. I mean, if you use really good, if your ingredients are high quality, you'll like, like a, a selling point, not a gimmick. Yeah. Like more of like a selling point than adding to like the flavor, as opposed to using a malt. You're saying? I think they're all slightly different, but you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's different between like chocolate
3: malt and like pale chocolate malt. You're gonna uh, get okay. real subtle differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might get some more tannins and astringency, and I'm going to throw a lot of four syllable words out there. And...
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. It's I'm it. believing you. Let's see, uh, alcohol content? it.
3: Uh, I was trying to get my wife drunk so we could do stuff. So I think eight percent.
1: Eight percent. I'm about to do stuff with Tyler. <laughs> I, respe-
0: I, re- I respect you. Cheers. Um, okay. What are you doing, man? I have a, I have a boyfriend.
1: Yeah, it's me. Holding hands. Here <laughs> I I told you it was coming.
0: I don't agree with this. Um, Hashtag you too, man. <laughs>
1: I dig it. Dude. Hashtag you too, Keep your album off my iTunes. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> that joke was funny 10 years ago. Dude, I'm still mad about it. Why? Yeah, big um big, brother. Yeah, this is my favorite so far.
3: Right I Look, I, again, I'm, I like the way it came out. I want to tweak it. It didn't come out how I wanted it to. So I need more lactose. There's lactose in... Oh, shit. Yeah, there's lactose in this. Oh, no, you're not lactose intolerant. No, that's peanuts. our friend. It's peanuts.
0: Don't be in yeah. the toilet tomorrow. i got peanuts and lactose in your mouth. No,
3: I'm good this
1: at lactose. A, Did ask him how often I eat mac cheese. I'm fine. <laughs> that, that's
3: also very true. But I want to get, like, more lactose in there. I want to get the body creamier. Like, I, I do want to make a, a eventually make a pastry style with, like, a creamy body, kind of, like, a little bit over the top, and I got I just got to go balls, balls
0: in. I mean, the foundation for that is right here I mean like I said can you you can definitely like ramp that up to 11 and make it a breakfast cinnamon like cinnamon whatever and it would be amazing um, but yeah I mean like this is if this is your foundation this is amazing I mean like this is really well done so it's funny speaking of Saigon have you had two roads Saigon scooter selfie no that so was one of
1: the first beers we recorded we, it was. we reviewed on our show so it was a lot a, of alliteration yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) It was a Vietnamese coffee stout So they went to Vietnam Two roads went to Vietnam And they got this like crazy coffee From Vietnam Then they used like Saigon cinnamon And they used something Like a sweet cream or lactose probably So it was like a Vietnamese coffee drink In beer form And it was like heavy on like brown sugar Basically for like a stout And it was very that like that was the one to start off for our first episode. That I was, was like, cool. we hit What's the ceiling. Like, uh, yeah, I think it was the first one. So I was like, let's do two roads. Let's do something different. And I was like, let's do this really complicated stout and like, try to figure it out. Like. You we pe- set the bar super super high. Peak too early, man. Peak way too early. <laughs> we um, peaked out the first episode. We now, out, yeah. from there. And it was so complex. There was like a million layers to it, and I was like, "Wow, we have no idea what's going on here." Now you're drinking band aids. Now we're drinking band aids. <laughs> we have hit the floor. We are at the Mariana Mariana Trench. No, um, but yeah. So we um, we like did that, and I was like, "Wow, they actually like nailed a coffee stout." With like lactose and, and all that, it was like this. It was like almost ten percent. It was like nine and a half percent. So
1: yeah. obviously that that was our first beer review episode.
3: Yeah, like I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy who owns Two Roads who does all like he's he wrote a book I read about Oh, Phil. Yeah, Phil and, Markowski. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he wrote a oh, was it Wild Ales? He wrote a book, but like he's kind of crazy like that. Like he like uh, for his uh the plum goza, you know. He only made it because, like, Italy plums were ripe this year and this season. Like, he would only get it from this farmer or something. Like, like he crazy looks like stuff a, like he that.
0: He looks like a crazy dude. I've been, like, yeah. re him. Yeah. Have yeah, I hit been, him? Have I hit him?
1: No. Have you smacked him in the face? No! Like I, said. no I, I said, have you met him? No. no. Have I met him? No. Do you so, truly
0: meet anyone until you slap him in the face? That's
1: true. I mean, one of the that's first thing true. I was in fourth grade. I was like, hey, I'm Jeff.
0: That's pretty true. Uh, so they did a. Re- it was before Area Two opened. They did a hard hat tour of Area Two, and they did a release of Philsomic and Urban Funk, and it was. Uh, er- Philsomic is a balsamic based beer. Oh. Very very weird, very good, and Urban Funk was a, um, some like wheat sour or something, but they found out that the spores from the beer had they left it open to like collect from the outside a lot of science stuff and the spores like came from like hurricane sandy so it was in connecticut and like the spores are from new jersey like right where like hurricane sandy hit and it brought like everything up because oh, wow. obviously there was like 100 mile an hour winds and this and that so everything gets all mixed up and as they were doing like an open sort of they have their cool ship in the back next, uh, yeah. next to the swamp. Exactly. So that's what they do it too. So their cool ship there and then they have to the open to the swamp. So they kind of like let everything kind of come in. And so that's they, amazing. they were doing a sampling and it was from like Jersey. So like, oh, Hurricanes and just blew this in. So it's, it was like a one of a kind thing. Of course, it was like a 500 milliliter bottle. I just faced it. Didn't even put it in. a. In a I was like, this is cool. You're like, chugging like, while he's yeah. describing the rarity of yeah. this. I like, it was like a month later. And, like, I was, like, putting it on a pedestal. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I kind of opened it, and I was like, well, beers mean to be drunk anyway. So I was like, okay, like, that was it. Like, And it was really good, but obviously you can't make that year-round. It's like this once-in-a-lifetime
3: kind of beer. Well, those wild fermentations, too. And that's why the Belgians do that, too, like, with their, their sour beers. Uh, it's That's open fermentation you're talking about? That's yes. the fun of it, man. It's, yeah. It's, it's luck. It's... Some of those Belgian houses, like, some of those uh, wild, uh, like, uh, Rodenbach, I might get the brewery wrong, but a Sourback Brewery, they actually move the roof when they move locations because all the bacteria in the roof is what the cobwebs and everything, like, shook down into the cool ships, and that's what, like, fermented the beer, and, like, so they rely on that bacteria. But if you're, like, you went in your backyard, I got a microscope, you take some agar plates, which is, like, sugar jello-ish type thing, and you just, like, you know twirl around with your hands in the air you'll collect a bunch of wild yeast you can ferment with it uh the cider i just picked up Mm -hmm. the yeast that's on apples is on apples for a reason because it's really good at turning apples into alcohol so i don't even pitch yeast when i make cider i just let the natural yeast do its thing it's it's what grows on the apples it's Mm -hmm. what's natural and beardsley has some really good yeast going on in their eco
0: something science-y term Bill, Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> All right, we'll give the listeners a quick break, and we'll be right back. I think we got one more beer to try. I'm hyping it up. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Perfect timing. And we're back. We're back. All right, this is a uh, this is a long boy for the episode, but uh, if you listened so far. Thank you so much. We're here again with Matt Knight of Knight Brewing Company, um, a national award-winning home brewer. Um, Not to blow smoke up your ass, but it's true. Uh, And on that note... But, like,
1: real quick, I just wanted to say, while we were taking that break, we were talking about his... His logo and his stickers. Yes. We have it la- laid out. His stickers on the table. Yes. We love his logo because we talk about design of like can labels all the time. And I just wanted to throw that in there that That's you awesome. were just talking about how you painstakingly came up with this logo and what you for your designs and how you made it possible to have all these different colors for each sticker, although the same design. Yeah. So I just want to say on the air, so it's recorded that we love this, and, and, it, and I picked my favorite.
0: <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have this in the description, but. Um, Matt, what is your uh, Instagram, uh, all your social media? Where can people follow you? Uh, Night Brewing Co. on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I think it's the same Night
3: Brewing Co. Uh, <clears throat> there's another one, but he doesn't have any posts. So I wish I was more uh, Insta capable. Mm, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. He made it's, a conscious
1: choice when we first started this because I asked him what we were going to do for social media. He's like, I'm just keeping it Instagram. Yeah. I asked you why. And you said, just to focus it on one place instead of trying to divide your attention to so many different places because it's a different culture in each
0: one it's also like we're we're not like you have your competitions and like you're shaking hands a lot of people from all over the country why not like we're not really doing that so like wherever we meet people we're like oh just follow us on instagram it's a quick follow everyone's on it and also since we're reviewing like the beer from the contents to the actual like label itself we i was like well instagram is the best platform to really like showcase that and that's where i came up with the idea of using like every the three episode pixel, yeah, yeah having it be like one long photo so that way it's a little bit different but also it also highlights what the can is itself and, and all of that so yeah. that's why like i don't do like any like personal photos like i'll put that in, like in our stories like photos of like the uh, yeah, what yeah. we just took like i'll put that in my story i would be up for 24 hours maybe post it twice and then like obviously pimp out the episode once it comes out um but yeah it's, it's one of those things Like for this episode I'll, I'll use like your logo and just like Make it either three different colors Or like just one logo If I can stretch it out to three Like I'll do that because it's also really easy to read too You scroll through oh cool like they did Bad Suns or they did Alvarium You know like yeah. it's, it's easy too So I try to be a little bit creative with it um, But yeah uh, as creative I try to be on Instagram Social uh, media is
1: hard when you're like It's really it's all him Like when you see posts it's him
0: <laughs> it's, it's a lot
3: of it's a lot of effort man and yeah. uh, real quick shout out uh hunter from taproom tackers she helped me out with the stickers she yes. does a great job uh if you're in the sign for tackers stickers anything give
0: her give her a shout out she's Wonderful. a great person does good work i have probably four of, will i have four of her tackers um in my basement so yes. yeah we yes. have a whole collection of like uh tackers from around the state i have like five right now and uh they're all Taproom tackers so yeah she awesome. uh, she does a really good jobs so without out. further
1: ado though Let's yes, do it. So, so what I was
0: saying before, so this is this is what one, basically? So this is yeah, this is a slight variation. I, I changed
3: the dark malts real I mean technical in the weed shit. I, I lower the dark malts twenty percent, but this is tasting like it's the national porter that I made. This is my porter. When I think of like my home
0: it's like grandma's apple pie, right? Yeah. This is Ooh, that sounded good. And you see, oh yeah, is that, I have my yeah. so my headphones are, are on your microphone. Just to make sure like your levels are good and whatnot, and that was, that just sounded really nice. So, so you can see the head retention on this, as you can
3: see oh, of the wow. microphone is like yes before like the the bottles that unfortunately the national home brews I gave you before. Mm-hmm. I don't think I did a great job of bottling them, mm-hmm. and you could tell like the one thing goes off, all of a sudden you don't win the competition. Like I came in third at Snurk. Yeah, he was really well. you were saying that while
1: you were you, you went over, uh, to use the bathroom or something that like it's just all the way to the bottling just fuck you up from first place. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: So this
3: one, the head retention's what you, there.
1: What's the percentage?
3: This is a 6%. Um, six flat? like Six flat, yeah. Finished at 1021, which is a little heavier for body-wise, but like...
1: It's a porter, you said? Mm-hmm. Wow. And that what's different just- from the porter we had earlier?
3: Uh, This one is a little more body, so a little thicker. And, and it doesn't have peanut butter. Nah, don't worry about it. It doesn't there. have peanut butter. Um... little thicker and it's, I mean, that's all, that's about it. But it's, this with the carbonation has that richness over the tongue. It kind of like, almost feels like a nitro. It feels like a semi-nitro.
0: It does. It honestly does. And I get a lot of chocolate. Like a lot of cocoa from this. Like 100%. That's dark. You don't put any cocoa in this? Nope. Really? It's all from the grains. That's really well done. Yeah. So how does
1: that happen then? Why is he picking it up? Do you know, or is it just like what's happening?
0: Coffee doesn't taste like coffee
3: until you roast it. Right. And that's why coffee and cho- that's what I was saying before. Like the coffee and the chocolate, like the roasting process, the Maillard reaction is what causes all those flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you can pick up the like if you remember the taste the other night. Like in yes. my opinion, this is much better.
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember the taste. I mean, that was really yeah. This I think this Dude, is better. Like so did you? <laughs> it was like four days ago.
1: That was a long time ago. My days bleed.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I've had this whole week off. I'm starting a new job on Monday, so I like had a week between jobs. Oh, I I thought today was Sunday for the longest time. Oh and boy! I, I thought I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna miss a lot of red zone." And then I literally, <laughs> the, literally, the way I remembered it was the, on my thing here. I update the day every day, and I saw it was Saturday, and I was like, "Wait, did I forget to change the day?" I was like, "Oh, today's Saturday." I was like, "Wow, Saturday,
1: Saturday." <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah so that's how i knew today was saturday but uh yeah i would say this is a little bit like fuller bodied than i
1: like this better than the one we had before and not because of the threat of death <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I, yeah i like I, the I taste mean, i not that that was bad i really do enjoy this a lot more
0: you can call this uh now see now it doesn't taste as much chocolate it tastes like on the sweeter side a sweeter you, finish you get like a su- i get a sweetness and i get oh yeah
3: dark fruit characteristic. I don't know whether, like, I don't want to say prune because people think of prune juice, but like, it's kind of oh, like, man. yeah, <laughs> kind of like dates or something. Like there's that, like, I see that. Yeah. Like not licorice, but that kind of like somewhere in that spectrum. Again, I'm really bad at descri- describing things. I'm just glad <laughs> that people tend to like my beer. And- yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm, and
3: Dark beers ha- tend to work good on my system. I have no idea why, but most of the dark beers I make are
0: solid. Okay, we're back to chocolate a little bit. It's funny; every taste, it kind of like it'll, it kind of comes in waves. I've noticed that a little bit. Same thing with like whiskey; like the more that you have it, the more that oxidizes, and you like try different things. Um, Yeah, so this this is what won the first place. Like this was the national winner. Like almost yeah,
3: almost identical. I brewed it actually to bring up to the national. So we had a club night where uh, Brew Haven. We all like brought, everyone from the club brought like a keg. So, mm-hmm. you know, you serve it to all the other home brewers. So I thought I'd try to recreate it in case I did well. And the next day I found out I did really well.
2: So
1: <laughs> <Let> it, work. <laughs> it worked out for you.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, this is tough. Cause I definitely, you're stout. Uh, this is tough. Like, What's tough. Uh, what are you trying to do? Uh, as far as like my favorite of, um, of like what you brought, I mean, like, that's. Remember, so remember whatever you decide, you're right that's true I'm not wrong yeah I I think the stout is still (laughs) my like the reason why like obviously I'm not taking away from this this is so good but with the stout it had like that like sweetness like you like I said you could have made it called it cinnamon roll and I would have believed you it had like that kind of like nice aftertaste and this is like the chocolate but I mean like it's chocolate so it's a little bit like you know kind of it's strong so as as it should be I, but this is really good though Fuck, man. It's also just
3: close to style man like you know true. when you win something it doesn't mean it's the best beer in the world it just means that it's the closest to style That's also and true it, you know you could hate loggers and have the best logger in the world and you're not gonna like
0: it. I, yeah I think it's a really good porter and like
1: I don't what is the background of those judges at those competitions Who are they?
0: Um, Who are they? What are their addresses? If you think I'm a
3: beer nerd, like, these guys put me to shame. I feel... Are they
1: brewmasters? Is that what they do? And then they do this also? Like, there's
3: people... I mean, some of them just got really good taste buds, man. Like, some people yeah. are oblivious to certain off notes, off flavors, like diacetyl, diacetyl. diacetyl. Again, I can't pronounce shit. <laughs> uh, you could have you
1: could have said that was what it was, and I would have yeah, I would have been like, yep, that's exactly it. That sounds science. Yeah, it
0: sounds like science.
1: But
3: these guys pick up these
1: flavors, man. I'm not
3: great at picking up the flavors. I just know when I like something and I don't like something, or if something's... right it, For me, balance. If something tastes balanced or it doesn't taste balanced, I can get that, but I'm really bad at picking out certain stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's something that we find ourselves when we do our actual like review, review, and we're and we're trying to like we're trying to find that number, trying to find what we like and don't like. And sometimes when we are leaning towards something, we are okay with it's because it's missing something. And right. so There's a gap in there, and we noticed that with Athletic, they're they're uh, athletic, and that was different because it's a it's a it's a non-alcoholic beer.
3: What they're making with non alcoholic beer it's amazing. is crazy. It's weird but in a good the, way.
1: The yeah. one that we, we tried was the their brown. brown ale. Yeah. And we liked it except we felt there was a gap. Like right. something there was supposed to be a flavor there that wasn't there. Yeah. ethanol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, even but even there was a brown <laughs> ale that we had at that that beer thing that we went to. The, the, right? There was a Smoke it was in the Valley. Smoke in the Valley, thank you. I don't know the names of and it had like hazelnut and almonds was that from pesky some probably and it had like China. this extra flavor of a brown ale that and I, i've had several brown ales that didn't have that And it and i feel like if athletic added something like that into it like just another type of flavor yeah. it would have made up for that gap it would have filled it in um because we had their golden ale and it was really good good. it's amazing what they're doing
0: they have a cucumber goza and that was like really good too it was like a good which sour can like last for a little bit so like the flavor carries but like yeah like Jeff was saying we try the brown out it's like you taste it and it kind of went bland and then it kind of came back at the end and I was like this let me keep doing this I had like three of them I was like yeah it's still kind of there so but you know it's it's between that or Saint Pauli Girl. If you got, you know, if you're trying not to drink
3: alcohol for any reason, or uh, Oduls, or Oduls, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like O'Doul's. or not. I don't even know if Saint Pauli Girl comes in non-alcoholic, but like, yeah. I mean, the crap that was out there. The yeah. fact that they're making something that's the same thing with a like kombucha. You know, kombucha is a great oh, alternative yeah. to, to beer. All things fermented are awesome.
1: But I think that's awesome in this community that we have, like all these breweries and home brews and these people making beers. And at least there's at least one in the state in the vicinity of everybody. Doing non-alcoholic stuff and getting recognized for it because they're getting yeah. all these sponsorships, big time.
3: It's a genius business plan, man. Yeah, the market's awesome. saturated with alcohol. You got pregnant women, people who have other issues. You right. know, like they
1: have a, a, a tendency for alcoholism in, in their past. they yeah. want the taste but they don't want the alcohol. Yeah, you have people who are just like who just don't want to get drunk, or you have people who just don't want that in their lives, but they want to be with their
3: you know how tired my wife was of mocktails after eight months. <laughs> <laughs> mocktails are such a fucking joke, too. She was she's my number one taster too. I t- trust her palate more than anybody. Oh. So we did
0: sip and spit for eight nine months. So I'm like, all right, April, <laughs> taste it. She's like, I want to swallow. I'm like, don't swallow. Well, isn't it like when you're pregnant, like all of your senses kind of elevate? So she's probably like, um, oh, pointed a lot oh, of that. Yeah, and she was she was
3: 100 right. I'm just like, you don't like it. She's like, no. I'm like, what? It- oh no, okay. So like, it's it for a week, and I taste what she tasted afterwards. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, but we,
1: we were saying like the, the, that athletic brewery to have that exist is so great for those in those communities, those, those groups of people that don't want to sit on the sidelines when people are everyone, everyone's going to two roads and shit, and or
3: have something you, you know, you don't want to drink cranberry juice at dinner, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's
1: social. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a social, social. thing because drinking is a social thing, and people yes. forget about that.
0: But uh, yeah, I think their whole angle is like they sponsor a lot of like Spartan races. They're at like MetLife Stadium, which is perfect. Yeah. Like they're every like the guy who played Doug Stamper on House of Cards like did a whole post about them, and I was like, how the fuck? Darren Ravel, who used to be on ESPN, is like a huge advocate, and I was like, how the fuck are they like getting to all these people? But it's a niche. Do you think that there would be a
1: more than like there's just athletic really? Do you think there'll be more? I think, think it'd be
3: hard to beat classic Coke. You know, you got, you got, okay. they, they made a market. They made, yeah. I think you could do it. You'd have to be different. You'd have to, like, same thing with beer, man. You know, people came in, Nepco came into Connecticut and started doing, like, funky stuff when everyone was drinking Budweiser. Mm-hmm. You got to make something different or be in a different region where, you know, you got
0: your own market share. Right. I Almost mean, it's like kombucha. Like, I feel like kombucha, no one's, like, doing, like, a mass produced kombucha in Connecticut. There is uh something. There, yeah. I, I'm
3: following somebody on Instagram. Geez, I'm, I apologize, but there there is a kombucha. But like same thing with like distilling. Distilling. We're talking about next big things. Distilling yeah. might be it. You know, Beardsley is <clears throat> taking their apples and making moonshine out of it. Or are like, they okay? Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But that's you know people. <laughs> Not really moonshine. People are going to like low alcohol things. You take whiskey and mix it with seltzer or something like low calorie, and there you go. There's your
0: alternative, gluten free. That kind of stuff. People want it. People want it. And they do, yeah. I mean, and there's, uh, well, now it's called Fifth Street Distillery. There's Continuum Distillery. uh, Distillery. So, yeah, you're starting to see that pop up. There's uh, Litchfield, which is really good. Litchfield is probably the biggest one because they do, they have these, like, um, canned, like, mixed drinks. So, I like, a lemonade. It's, like, lemonade and vodka, and it was actually, like, really good. They do, like, a peach vodka and apple vodka. They have, like, a, they had a barrel-aged, like, 105 proof, or um, 105 something or another. It was, like, heavy. 105 proof, you're right. Sorry, I'm going back to that. Um, But they seem to be, like, getting pretty big, and they're going across the country little by little. So they seem to be really, like, pushing the envelope as far as now, like, hard liquor in Connecticut. So, I mean, who knows? I have a
1: question that I wanted to ask earlier, but it didn't fit in what we were talking about, and I want to see if you... No pressure. Connecticut has shit up the wazoo when it comes to beer right we have we, it's all over the map and which we, we were like we're gonna hit all the places in the shin all year and it's impossible yeah, good luck right how do we stack against the rest of the country is our other states doing this are, are, good question thank you are, is i know you if you go to california i know colorado has a lot of are doing as well but where does Connecticut stack up do you know
3: I think a lot of it's close to home like you don't go to uh, Washington for your favorite loaf of bread from the local baker you know some things are better fresh some things are better local right hence why last year at the Denver uh, uh, what do you call it the Great American Beer Festival not one New England beer one New England IPA they sound they're tend, you know does that sound right to you or no right but, <laughs>
1: because they had to travel it all the way up there and it's probably Denver how does the does the air pressure matter at that certain point
3: no but it's like age and you know when you yeah. got to brew it and package it in order to get it there in time where the local breweries like me and my buddy I brewed something for the Great American Beer Festival as a program and we brewed it three weeks ahead of time and he was able to put it in because he he's right there you know yeah. yeah. So it's I. Interesting. I think we're doing some great stuff in Connecticut. I think again the ones we talked about
0: three breweries won for uh for like best whatever. Yeah,
3: Tribus, Aspatuck and uh, Nepco. Nepco got yep. the uh, the Mars in or the Oktoberfest.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, they did get that.
1: Interesting. Um, that's but, so funny that like a non New England beer one did not. Yeah, that's... which I
3: mean everyone can copy the style, but it's just like you would think that's. Yeah. But it's I I think look, I think we do great stuff. I think everyone has good batches, everyone has bad batches. I think it's you know, you gotta find your specialty. A lot of people are doing a lot of doing on IPAs, but then right. that passion project on the side, they're like, Hey, we are we're putting out this, this Imperial Brown. Air. Like Travis came out with the gnarly brown. Very Imperial good. Brown yeah, it. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just like their kind of style that they wanna like focus on, but it's not a huge seller. So it's really it's the business aspects. Right. There's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of different contributing factors. But I think we're doing good. Sours, I think
0: you know, like I said, OEC is doing good. But it would be great to have more variety. Yeah, uh, luckily Aries, you kind of kind of came into play, and that's they're true. getting really experimental. Like they did a sour with um, like hemp. It's like pineapple sourdough, and oh yeah, it that's smells fantastic. Like very, yeah, it's very, very good. good. Yes, <laughs> very memorable. Um, well, so
1: I, I always thought this is like a follow up to that. Would it would it be in Connecticut's best interest to advertise this more? for the state, like we, we always talk about like how tourism is good for a state, right? It's good to have, bring people in, to be a part of it, be part of the economy, blah, 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 blah. And we have this, we have the Connecticut Beer Trail, we have these passports, we have all these places you can go to, we have these events, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I'm not seeing Connecticut as a state being the ones to advertise it. it well, is there a reason for that and would it be beneficial for them to do that? I'm gonna answer your question with kind of a
3: side tangent. I'm sure, do head. it, I'm ready. So, Growing up, my dad's an accountant, and he's a great business guy. And uh, he always said, "When you're gonna open a gas station in town, where do you open it?" I'm like, "Ah, fuck if I know."
2: Yeah.
3: Always across the street from the other gas station in the town. Why? Because people flock to that area. Connecticut has a lot of breweries, but they're not walking distance or something that you could walk to and from. So, like, if you go to New Haven, there's like one or two, but like, it's it's hard oh, to. You have to drive. Yeah. If you go to like uh, my buddy just went up to uh, somewhere in Vermont or Maine, it doesn't matter. Anyways, he walked out of his hotel and there was five breweries within walking distance. Yeah, There's an empty factory right across the street from Tribus I've been keeping my eye on for a long time. Like, imagine if you went to go hang out at Tribus is, and, like, yeah. you know, you're like, okay, I want to try this. And then there was somebody doing specializing in the sours across the street. Okay, I'm going to go here and hop back and forth. Yeah. And yeah. now you're a destination where, you know, San Diego, highest beers per capita. Oregon, very high beers per capita. Yeah. Vermont, Maine, in certain areas, ours are kind of spread out and we yeah. don't have the highest per capita, like, I was always thinking that that
1: would have been a, de- a deficit that's so interesting because like, you, you don't want them too close because you want to be able for them to expand that area. But you- I guess if... I mean, everyone's kind of jumping into these commercial parks. <laughs> it's kind of what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's really So Whatever the space is available, but you're right. I mean, at least in Stratford, like, we went, you can go two roads. You can go for Fairfield Craft Ales, like, right? And that yeah. right there. And then Athletic, athletic was, right, was like right down the road. the road. But, again, you still have to drive.
3: But imagine if you had a business park where you had 12 breweries in a business park, and you could do a whole beer bus trail without oh. ever having to get on a bus. You Uber there. You drink your face off. You go to 12 different breweries. You get to try 50 different beers if you do tasters. <laughs> And then you Uber home and you're all in the same location. There's no driving. There's no, you know, like yeah. it'd be a, yeah. like an amusement park for adults. Yeah. Are we, are we going to business right now? Is this is a million really yep, dollars. Did yeah. we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: We got to buy uh, an entire abandoned uh, corporate park and put but 12 new breweries yeah. in. But
1: honestly, I think that goes back to what the Beerex are doing. Right. It, it is. Exactly. Right. Like when you can go s- a single location at least and get different beers from different people
3: and i love the beer racks but it would be awesome if the beer racks was like on state street in new haven
1: oh yeah Yeah. you know what i mean
3: like it i love them but the location isn't as accessible as like we have some public transportation i live next to the train i love taking Mm -hmm. public transportation because i don't like driving and drinking it's a horrible thing oh yeah um and it's something like that so i i don't know the exact business
0: plan but that would be the The ideal spot. I mean we just talked about it like Black Pond is over an hour and a half from here and we're in the same state and that's like it's so far away and a lot of especially in Fairfield County they're really spread out I mean it's here there's really nothing in like Westport and then you have Lock City and Half Full you have like Blind Rhino and like all that kind of some in Norwalk and then you have Aspatuck and Brewport and Bridgeport but like those are good chunk of driving time but i I think that idea of taking a corporate park where 75 percent of breweries end up opening in anyway like in making like 10 12 but also i think you got to get it in the right area too though
3: because like so i was in denver for a couple things and my buddy would bring me down um i don't know what you're going to call it the cultural area right Mm -hmm. so a lot of like small i'm having more of this i'm okay small boutique restaurants really good quality food really good quality beer as we're driving there he's like i'm gonna play a game with you count the breweries we were driving for five minutes and we counted 15 breweries this is so once you park in an area and it's this is downtown not downtown denver but outside denver Sono or rhino or whatever they call it they have like 18 (laughs) different acronyms um you can walk and like do this whole thing there's bachelor parties there's medical marijuana store. So after you're done drinking for the night, you go to the recreation. <laughs> well, it's all legal. That's there, so though. interesting because
1: <laughs> we've always talked about, like, we were kind of concerned that there might be an oversaturation, but yeah. we're kind of saying in this conversation that there's not enough saturation, at least in, a, in an area.
3: I think it needs to be concentrated. concentrated. I think you need saturation, but you need to concentrate it. And so you gotta Bring people in a little bit. Have, like, a, a southwest, north, exactly like Denver, man. they got different quadrants, and each quadrant in Connecticut, we should have, like, a beer park. Where like yes. you can get there by train, or it's near a city where like you can literally just like kind of walk around and shop. Maybe you know somebody in your group doesn't like beer or doesn't is not a big foodie. Maybe they want to like go buy a dress or shoes. I don't know, man. Like
1: yeah, that's it. I, I, think I that's mean, fun. they do they do that for food. They do. They do that for food. Yeah. You can go into a commercial park and you you there's like a bunch of different restaurants, and you, th- I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. I think we did it. We solved the I'm world's glad we, problems. I'm glad, I'm glad the economy in this, Connecticut is
0: fixed. Yeah, I'm glad we uh, buried this two hours in, so that way uh, <laughs> almost no one gets to this point, well, and we, this we is a trade secret. Because yeah.
1: like people come to Connecticut for fall, that's the touristy
0: time. The leaf peepers, as the we leaf call
1: them. peepers, right? That's the touristy Not time. Money. Otherwise, who's coming here yeah. really for touristy purposes? And I'm thinking, when we got into this world a little bit, we kind of like. We always loved the breweries but when we got into the podcast and the whole thing kind of expanded we realized why the hell isn't this as like welcome to connecticut where you yeah. think we think about like welcome to new york or welcome to california they have their shtick why isn't this our shtick
3: well because also oh, we had to fight so hard to get limits taken off for yeah cases, and dude. they're still like we're so we we yeah let's impede small business that's yeah. Connecticut's like stance on stuff. Yeah. It's just it's moronic. I'm not political. I I don't like to get in arguments sure, with people. No I just I do my thing and you know, what I would love it to be like Ron Swanson socialism where like I don't understand. I'm driving I've been driving trucks all the time. Yeah, you got an un- unregistered load and things are falling out the back of your truck. <laughs> Sir, I don't think you heard me. <laughs>
0: You pay it. You put a token in. Go down the slide. Yeah. Yeah. Every every business should be like a Chuck E. Cheese.
1: Yeah. No, that's. I mean, it's 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 just so interesting. I, do, I just always wonder that, and I think it's only a matter of time before that happens. I think we there's going to be more like more guys like you who start up as home brewers who get the storefront, who yeah. get something, who get something that's bigger than just out of their garage where you can sell this to people, right. like make profit, and at a matter of time, it's just going to be so much where I think the state won't have a choice. I think the people will want it enough where the state won't have a choice. Yeah,
0: right. And it's also, too, what I thought about also is that with Connecticut, it really, we'll say the past five years, we've we've seen this explosion. If you want to get more specific, maybe the past three years. Since like 2016. So I feel like we're still in this kind of puberty stage where you're growing like crazy, but we don't really know what to do with it. There's all these breweries opening and there's... The Thrall family malts and the hops from Connecticut and this and that. And, and it's all kind of coming together in different parts. And I think to your point, it's like, okay, now how can we bring it all together? How can we make it one unit and make Connecticut a, a beer state like I think, Vermont?
3: I think we're naturally evolved to that point, though, too. Because, like, you know, as we're talking about this, you guys make fun of me and it hurts my feelings, but, you know, like, I, I know all the flavors and I can pick them out. Like, <laughs> But the common consumer is getting to that point where they can actually like drink something and they're like, they're hearing those buzzwords more and more. Tropical, fruity, roasty. No, you're right. You're right.
1: These these adjectives do mean something to people. I'm just bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. You're going to get smarter drinkers. You're going to get pickier drinkers. And I I think you're starting to see that maybe now, especially in 2020 with God knows what's going to be opening up. Um, oh my god!
1: Look at any anytime there's a major can release at any like established brewery, it's yeah. a fucking madhouse.
0: But it's
3: all coming full circle, right? So I, those people, you you're gonna make. You know, we were talking about before. Everyone supports each other. You being pickier drinkers is gonna. The ninety percent of the guys will step up to the plate and make better beer too. Yeah. Right. And equality is gonna increase. Everything's just gonna get better. And there's gonna be a few that can't, and for whatever They'll reason, fall, fall to
0: the side. Right. But. I think that's what that's what you're gonna see. I, I like I said we talked about this uh, like an hour and a half ago, but like we're <laughs> <laughs> an hour or two. Um, but like in the next five years, I feel like you're gonna start to see some of these that are just doing okay beer, not a great tap room, eventually start to shudder because people are gonna get really picky and go towards your NEPCOs, go towards your counterweights, and you're gonna start to see those kind of hives grow a little bit more and more and more. And eventually, you're going to run out of room where 110 breweries is going to be too much.
3: Money makes money, man. That's right. right. Illicit, owned by Eli's, is just opening up. And actually, the home brewer. It is? Okay. uh, Blurred blurred Lines home brewer, uh, Brian Ayers, I think. And if I got his name wrong, I apologize.
0: Yeah, that's right. He's
3: the brewer for them now. And they got money, man. Forget the brewery side of it. It's going to be like Barcade, Eli's, and a brewery mixed into one. I'm, I'm sorry,
1: what did you say? Did you say Barcade?
3: Barcade. They have an arcade. I have a I, shit
1: ton of coins ready to go. I think, Don't it, fuck with I, think
3: me. I heard they have an arcade. Which That's I'm awesome. sorry. I love video games. Guinea's an N64 and some like, you know.
0: I'm, Same. I'm good. I'm all about that. Um yeah. um, yeah. Where is is that up? Where is Manchester Hartford area? Manchester. Fucking called it! I knew <laughs> it. <laughs> of course, it's within Manchester. Every new brewery is opening up in the Manchester area. Manchester, Hartford nine times out of ten a new version maybe that's the mecca that we're talking about it could
1: be why can't it be southern connecticut though? because it's too, it's too expensive oh, it's dude. Too dude yeah, this right. is
0: like one of the most expensive counties in the country my sister Whoa. wants
3: to open a uh now that nobody's listening yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's this here's tell, tell us tell the secrets here's yeah. the business plan Bury yeah the we were up in like maine and it's this is uh like the size of like a regular kitchen mm-hmm. it was this uh cheese wine beer shop and they brewed like one barrel batches And it was, like, super artisanal cheeses, super artisanal, like, wines, super rare to find craft beers. Like, Cluster that would just be on the shelf. And, like, you know, the rarest of the rare. Black Ops and all that stuff. And they charge a premium. People come in. They have, like, one beer. And they leave and they take all the stuff with them. And, like, I feel like Westport people would eat that shit. Oh, yeah. So, that's, like, you know, it's super premium. We wouldn't offer anything that, like, you know. And we could charge a premium because they'd be, like, yes, I bought this from Night Brewing Co. It was artisanal. Yeah.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
1: People pay for you know I mean, We're putting that in the description of the episode. Knight, Knights Brewing Co. Artisanal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot.
0: I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm all aboard this hype train of Connecticut beer and I'm Spending way too much money on beer in the state. But I mean, it'll I'm, be better because I'm yeah. contributing. next episode
3: we homebrew and we save you some
0: money. There you go. I like that a lot. 2020, it's got to be the 1056 beer. What it's going to be, I don't know. Yet. We'll
1: review our own beer, give it a one out of five. Yep, we're going to be super <laughs> harsh and it
0: will crush our egos. All right, so we're at two hours and four minutes unedited. uh I think. Uh, this might be a good stopping point so we, well, we let's, let's... wait I brought another six beers <laughs> it's gonna be the godfather of, of episodes uh, here now, we are right now hour
1: five we're we're, we're, we're trying we're, his ninth New England IPA yeah.
3: we're splitting one piece of crust the ninth it's hazy
1: boy uh, the ninth the, the sun's gone down and we're doing We're doing our best.
0: (laughs) Matt's got a son. He forgot all about his son. Uh, We've had seven beers up and down the river, as they say. Uh, Everything has been really good. Thanks. Um, The Stout Porters. Definitely worthy. What's your
1: favorite? Let's name our favorites.
0: All right. Um, I think Chocolate Stout number one. Just give your
1: three.
0: All right. Chocolate Stout number one. This um, National Homebrew number two. And I'm going to say the seltzer, number three. I'm going to say a little... A little choice yeah, it, it was good.
1: I'm going to do something you're not going to expect. I really like the Belgian. Ooh. I'm going to say the seltzer. Okay. And I'm going to say the, the, this one. The one wow. in the growler. Impressive Porter and the Growler. I think those were my favorite. I think they were all really great. The yeah. the peanut butter one would have killed me by now, so we're good. Awesome. Um, so not enough, until pe- he <laughs> not my enough house, peanuts. Uh,
0: I feel responsible once he drives off. And then he's and no he longer liable not for not my. Reliable, so that's good. <laughs> no, I, I think they were all really great. But you you yeah. make felt, some really good. Beers. I appreciate the feedback.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, I put the seltzer in my top three. And what did I say? I don't really do selt I don't do yeah. non-alcoholic seltzer. I don't do seltzer yeah. of any kind. And I really enjoyed that. So I have one quick question, because we just told you our top three of your beers, but we want and I and I always say on this podcast, my favorite beer still to this day is Blue Moon. I just there's something about it. It hits me. It, there's probably a mental aspect to it. Tyler has his favorite beer, which is Fat Tire. Fat Tire. Uh, fat tire. That's right. ours. Great. We want to know yours. We want to know what, like, which one, like, would you like? It's your automatic. I know it's hard. I mean, if people you if you have them. a list, then just pick off that list.
0: But tell us, there's it's a like list. when people ask our favorite brewery so far that we've reviewed, it's like, uh, I don't know, I don't have right. an answer right now. It's
1: okay. Give us one that you want to give a major shout out to how great you think it is. Remember, this was supposed to be a simple question. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Real uh, easy hitting.
3: It, it, it's Belgian. It's. It's gonna be like an imperial boozy. Like I like something that like my number one beer is not something that like you want to drink all the time. I want it to be a special occasion. It's true. Uh, mm-hmm. Like West Eleven Twelve is super hard to find, and it's a really nice, clean Belgian, like dark Belgian strong ale. Definitely my favorite style. I'd say that's probably the best version I've ever had. Sure. And because you can't get it, I'm cooler than you. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, <laughs> no,
1: because you all
3: suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's. I mean, I, I love New England IPAs. You know, you get good. Every once in a while, you have a beer, and you're just like, wow, you get blown away. And I yeah. wish I wrote them all down, and I didn't. Untapped.
0: I do Untapped. That's yeah. why we're
1: on Untapped. But this, <laughs> like, the
3: Utopia, it. probably up there in, like, craziness, ingenuity, respect for what they did. Yeah. I don't want to drink this whole bottle to myself, but you got to respect what some of these people are doing. Absolutely. Regardless of style. hmm So, yeah. Let's go with Western 1112.
2: All
1: right,
3: perfect. I, I like so that. So with
1: that, we're gonna we're gonna close it out. We're gonna close out the you interview. Have, do you have any final words you want to say to the to the people yeah. where they we we already plugged in where they can find you? But any final words?
3: Uh no man, just uh you know if you're interested in home brewing, find a club near you. Uh
0: you know listen to 1056 and uh, have a good one. It's right. awesome. Follow em. Uh what's your Instagram again? Night Brewing Co. Night Brewing Co. C O. Sure we're gonna mention it in the description. Yeah and uh this has been a lot of fun this is going to be a lengthy episode and it's well worth it uh matt this is blown our expectations out of the water thanks for
1: being episode one of our 12 days of friends (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) we've set the bar really high for everyone else coming in um but yeah thank you so much for sharing your beer for blessing with this knowledge. Some words, I don't understand what you said. Some terminology, I don't know what you said. If you don't know, then I'm fucked. I I said yes, like I pretended I did. Uh, But I learned a lot. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. Jeff? And
1: in the immortal words of a famous man, raise hell and praise Dale. That's right. Thanks for having me.